So before I know, he's been doing a lot of things now. Last laugher. T-shirt here. No, no, it's not saying nothing. I'm cool. Just saying last laughers t-shirt promoting his brand. Beautiful shirt. I love it. Thank you for giving it to me. I appreciate you. Yeah, I want, now, I want to tell you what that's about too. So okay, well, we can get to that. So now let me say something to you, right? I've been having my high school diploma, but I just got my high school diploma last summer in journalist, being a journalist. So I made a mistake. I'm in my third year now. I'm about to get my bachelor's of being a journalist. So there's a mistake I made, and I didn't like it, but I'm very vain with what I do. So it wouldn't have been a problem with him, but I was going live with my friend, and I called him off guard without letting him know we live. And it was the bad timing, and as a man, I'm going to apologize. Now I'm about to get my degree as a bachelor being a journalist, and I'm going for my, my master's. So that was a sucker move on me because I'm learning. I called him off guard, and the question wasn't bad, but it was off timing. And I was wrong for that. And I'm telling him live in front of the family and the world, I'm sorry and I apologize. Amen. You know, we can yeah. now, now I can get to being who the f I want to be. That's right. <laughs> this is very sincere to me. Granddad, I was a good friend of mine. When he died, it broke my heart. Granddad, he yeah, never yeah. did nothing wrong. He always came to the show. Kavarda never told me no to nothing. I got him dancing with me. He never danced with me in the world. Now, shout out to K Slate. Rest in peace, K Slate. Rest in peace. Take K off. Shout out to Smoke 106. Um, brother. And, and you mm. being a major street dude from Harlem who's never been home and never been to jail, what's your view on all these rappers getting money? My thing is, Cavario, I don't need to know what everybody knows I got the money. I just want to chill. I'll drive a Honda Accord and lay low if that's what I'm going to do. Keep and I have the Bentley, but bring it out twice a month when I need to. Why do you have to let everybody know you got money? So what you taking all these rappers getting money, man? Well, first, you have to separate the entertainment thing from the street thing, right? Um, as an entertainer, which is what a rapper is, part of their allure is the flash and the dash. So for them, as legitimate entertainers with legitimate income, they are expected to flash and show off and stuff like that. That's, that's show business. Show the business, you know what I mean? Um, that, isn't not, that isn't the best uh, business plan for street people, though. <laughs> right? And it's, as you said, I, I was in the street, I got in the street from, in 1980. I never did a day in jail. And, and I went all the way to 1997, damn in 98, clean, straight, and clear, no no, no issues held me. I had bumps in the road early on, um, but nothing that I wasn't able to get around. Like, you know, a little lightweight case. Use your head. I mean, you got to understand, they don't expect you to have any intelligence, right? So if you're half-ass thinking, circumventing their system that's designed to catch non-thinkers is not that difficult, and that's just the fact of the matter. It was certainly the fact then. They may have a little more savvy now because between that time and now so many people have gotten in the space the street space and they've revealed so much of what goes on that the system has gotten a little more savvy but the system is still comprised largely of people who are far removed from the life so the life evolves very very quickly 
and those people aren't in the space, so they can't keep up with the evolution of the game, except by way of people who are telling. You know what I mean? So, you know, staying alive, healthy, and free is not that damn difficult. Cats make a, a concerted effort to draw attention to themselves and their illicit activity, which is not going to ever work in your favor. Right? Kavari, you know, you run around with a bloody knife talking about, I did it, I did it. Well, okay, gotcha, you did it. So, Kavari, the problem I'm having is that these rappers, they do a lot of dirt, right? And then they get a deal, and they forgot they did dirt. The, the, it don't go away, Kavario. And me and Ron Brown argue with me. I think one or two change. You got that sexy to be. The 40 change is killing me. You're a target. And these guys are getting murdered. The only murder wasn't, was, was a mistake. Look like It looked like it's takeoffs. Everybody to me yeah. is getting killed for a reason. And that breaks my heart, man. Young Dolph Take off me, yo. Yeah. I don't know these dudes, but I like these dudes. And they, and it's always, Kawhi was the person who don't deserve to die. It's never the person who deserves it. That's I don't think nobody deserves to die. It's always been. No, but that, no, you in talk, you talking in terms of the person who is behaving in the manner that draws that type of situation. The guy who's actually juggling. Yeah. Never the guy who's actually juggling. This. The guy standing next to It's him. like a bad car accident. The drunk driver never dies. Right. But every, the other people die. That's right. So, okay. moving along as I do. You know, let me like answer that. the question you asked. You okay. asked the question, why do I think that so many rappers are getting... Yes. And it's because they are assimilating the styles and behaviors and attitudes of street people. Right? And they are not street people. And I think it's because they know they're not street people that they believe that I can act like that, but because I am not that, the square raising I've been given tells me that the kinds of things that happen to people that are like I'm acting can't happen to me because that's not who I really am. And my mommy told me that, you know, bad things happen to bad people. And I'm not a bad person. This is just a persona. This is yes. just a thing I made up. So they don't understand in for a penny, in for a pound. They don't get mm. that. Thank you. Because you see, it's funny, Corario. Flex. It's crazy, but I like him because he's standing because he got his own money. He said he playing six by nine music. He vows on it because all you rappers, oh, Takashi uh, six nine, six nine, yeah, Takashi six nine. Is, <laughs> he said I'm playing all his music, all your town. See, Takashi, yeah, he's right. He said, shout out to Ashton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said to me, see, the thing about six nine, I don't like is you told everybody, know you told. So as soon as he hit these he yeah, 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 you a rat. No, because you're miserable. You're miserable, bro. But Flex is right. That YSL deal is is. That, that case is crazy. It's yeah, it's super Come on, Cavario. That it's ridiculous super to me. Crazy. I don't. For the record, Big Face Gary says it with Cavario. Part two. I don't listen to gangster rap no more. Talk about your daughter. Talk about putting money in your account. Good. Your mama yeah. clothes. Yeah. All you brothers do when you get caught, the laptop comes out. That's right. See, I don't go to jail. I'm out in that world. I got my own. I go to war. These brothers are killing everything. Soon as that ten to thirty, you want your laptop, bro. <laughs> my line, your hand hurt. Your hand hurt when they finish. Right, you gotta pull, you gotta wrap their hand. You gotta wrap their hands like a Rocky boxer. They tell them so much their hand hurt, bro. No more gang. Big Face Gary does not believe in gangster rap no more. You listen to it, but you don't believe it. I don't believe it. No, no lying. No one should. I mean, of course, a, a, a man of your age, you know, you're long, you too long in the tooth to be buying the bull. Thank you, thank you. But no thinking person should buy any of that. Oh my God! So this this is it's an interesting thing that you you bring this up, right? Mm -hmm. 
I was talking to my partner, Al Prophet, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. American <laughs> dope. Yeah, he's official. He's official. Right? Right? Yeah, yeah, yo, yo, yo. Shout out to you. Y'all official, man. What? Y'all need to do a show together, man. Al Prophet. Y'all need to, like, really, show. really get a show together. Oh, that's that. I'm heading out to LA. To pick somebody here, yo, yo. Next week. Oh, in two weeks, man. Yo, very good to, to go and we've been talking about this for years. I will watch that show. You know I mean, bro, it's, it's gonna be unlike anything. I, 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 you ain't gotta tell me it's gonna be great. So check this out. Okay. The other day, I was telling him that uh, he was suggesting. He said, "Yo, you should you should do something that kind of explains how this culture, the rap culture, came to be, hip hop culture came to be as it is in terms of its mirroring of the street." You know. And I said, it's interesting, that's been coming up a lot in conversations I've been having, you know, off-camera conversations I've been having with different people. And so the other day, I, I met a gentleman um, who has, he's, he's from Eastern Europe, so it's like, you know, probably, it's, he sounded like he was either from Ukraine or most likely Poland, because I don't really remember people, he's been here since 69. Okay. I don't really remember people coming from Ukraine, you know, in 69, but they were definitely coming from Poland, right? So, um, cool guy, been here a long time, owns a couple of businesses up in the BX, uh, a laundromat and a supermarket. Okay. So, he was telling me about, you know, the experiences he's had as the neighborhood that he's been in in the Bronx since 69 has, um, has, has changed. So, he was around for the 70s when, you know, in the Bronx it was uh, the gangs running around, you know what I'm saying, like the chain-wielding gangs, you know. The, uh, the dirty gangs, we used to call them, you know what I'm saying? Like Savage Nomads, Savage Skulls, you know, you know the warrior type gangs, right? Come out and play. Right? So he saw, he saw that. And then he saw um, the heroin age come along. Wow. And he saw what that did to the neighborhood. And then he saw the crack age come around. And he saw what that did. And, you know, alongside of that, uh, bubbling beneath that, uh, he got to see the youth culture. That is that 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 coined as hip hop. We didn't name it that. Uh, corporations named it that. People who had the uh, the design on uh, monetizing this uh, this genre, you know, of expression. They called it hip hop because we said hip hop in the music, right? So he watched that happen as well alongside of this other uh, condition, this other social condition, you know, and. He was wondering, he's probably about, I would say dude's about 70 to 73 years old, right? Okay. He was wondering how it is that it came to be that, like how it is that these kids, basically he's asking the same question you're asking. Why do the rappers rap the way that they do and, 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 and promote the kinds of things they promote? Like why do they do that, right? Now this is coming from a geriatric... Euro European, you know, this man couldn't be more removed from our culture as if he were from another planet. So, uh, offhandedly, I just explained, I was like, you know, this is how it went. There was the streets. There was no hip-hop. We were in the streets, and I say we because I was in the streets. Before hip-hop. Right? And I'm not talking about when uh, Grandmaster Vic and them were in the park out there in Queens. You said before hip hop, that's a long time. Right, yeah. Hip hop's been a yes. long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, before, uh, before that, uh, before Grandmaster Flash and them were doing what they were doing and all that, um, you know, the streets were the premier culture within the, the urban community. So, you know, the, 
the Cadillacs and the, and, and the, and the you know, the 98s and the Deuce and the Quarters, you know, that's what you basically saw, you know, sitting on white wall tires, spokes, and all that stuff. Right. right. You know what I mean? And that's who the you know, cats got out with the fedoras and, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, you know, the uh, quarter fields and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that, whatever. The, that was, that was the hustler. You know what I mean? This is the hustler of those uh, uh, early, early 70s. Mm-hmm. Okay? That is where people in the hood got to see somebody who was doing exceptionally better than most everybody yeah, else in the hood. Right? Yeah. So they got to see that luxury life. A little bit of that luxury life. Okay? Now, when rap comes along, initially, it does not touch any of that. It does not speak to any of that because the people who are coming into rap at that point, they have been raised in an environment where they've been taught things like, you know, um, this grown folks business. You don't speak on grown folks business. You know what I mean? Um, you, you, you see what you don't see. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so it never occurred to them to make any references to what they saw in their neighborhoods, you know, people who were on the other side of things doing. So there wasn't nobody saying nothing about, you know, how this one had that and was doing that and was a gangster and that that was not happening. It was just hip-hop, hip-hop, rapper rhyme, you know, 369, like that. Right? Yeah, I'm just trying to stop it. So I remember that president. Remember that scene, seen that president? Of course. When he knocked the nigga down the staircase and she was giving him head. He said, how you think your know how to make get head? Right. That's the she told everybody minded their business back right, right, right. So you killed me right there. Cause me, I'd have killed that nigga. You crazy when you told me that scene? <laughs> he said, how you know how you think your girl not to give a head like that? Disrespectful MF. Yeah. And maybe punch him down the staircase. So they killed me. So you're right, people minded their business back then. Like, business, man. Yeah. like people didn't say things like, Hi right, Mr. Johnson. Mr. Johnson's a gangster. No, they know, no one my yeah, yeah, yeah. None of that. that. None of that. Everybody knew who Mr. Johnson was, nobody said that. Not First yet. of all, that was an, an insult. Yes. Okay? As it is. So, um, you know, rap comes, you know, cats start, you know, rocking in the park, and they're talking about how, you know, cool they are, and the nice at this and that they are. Nobody's making any references to any street shit. They're seeing street shit around them. Selling dope like a motherfucker every which way. You know what I'm saying? People getting robbed, but nobody's saying nothing about that. Okay? It's happening. It's in my environment. Because that's their big thing, right? When they first started saying, I'm just rapping about what I see. Mm. Right? Yeah. Ain't nobody ask you. Yeah. Everybody else can see it. <laughs> you ain't lying. Okay? <laughs> see, the problem we had with it then was that we understood how it would ultimately evolve. They start letting, you give them ropes, you want to be a cowboy. Yeah. Right? So, uh, the first generation of rappers that started to say something about you know, anything remotely connected to street people, what street people were doing, how street people were living, were around, say, 80, and this is not on records, this was just like, you know, mixtapes and shit like that. It's like around 83 or so, right? 83, 84, 85. So basically what you're saying... Right? Oh, I'm sorry, I apologize. So, so uh, when, they, when they started saying things, they would say things like, you know, uh, I know a guy, you know, in my neighborhood, he's got it good, you know what I'm saying? He, you know, <coughs> he do this, he do that, whatever, whatever. Very general. And they get off of it. Just to let you, you know, know, you know about the blight. And, and it really was encouraged by, you know, my, my big bro, 
Grandmaster Millie Mel and songs like, you know, mm-hmm. message and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. To really speaking to the urban condition. Because prior to that, you were living that. You were living in that. Nobody wanted to hear that. People wanted to hear, you know, you know, happy stuff or whatever that was. So nobody was rapping about that. When he did that and did so well with it, it it, it peaked something in the rappers who would follow him. Right? So those rappers started making uh, intimate inferences to that type of condition but never speaking specifically about anybody. Certainly there was no names mentioned and there were no particulars that would give a person the idea, oh, I know what you're talking about. No, not at all. So then that generation gave way to the next generation that started saying more specific things about, you know, their particular neighborhood. So now you can start to kind of, you know, hone in. All right, he's talking about he's from this neighborhood in this uh, borough, and he's saying this, that, and the other, that's so and so, such, such. But only the people who are proximity to that have any idea who he's talking about. Okay. Then the next generation comes along, and you're talking about like uh, early 90s, right? And, and, and now they're, they're saying, you know, um, more detailed things about the street life, or whatever. They give you, know, trying to give you more, you know, kind of like, you know, Rakim, in the middle 80s, he's part of that, you know, uh, generation of rappers who started to paint a, a more clearer picture. Coogee Rap, he gave you uh, uh, stories that were general reference to conditions. Again, this neighbor's incredible. Where we at right now, he's the one who signs Rakim. Cotty, paid him for, right? Wild Bomb of the Rob Smith signed Rock Into? Paid in full. Paid in this building. Zakia Records. Zakia Records. Zakia Records. Tell you, this is the building. This is history. No this way. I'm telling you. This building's crazy. This, I think I got a bunch of stuff. Tell you, my name is Lonnie. 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 Robert Smith. Try Kirk always say that shit. Look at Rob Smith. Clap, man. By Vico Williams. Robert Smith. Mario Ellie. Two time. Mario Ellie. Two time NBA champion from this building. Houston Houston Rockets and San Antonio Spurs. So I'm telling you, this building. That's what's up. Mike Parker, too. That's what's up. Mike Parker. Anyway. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. That's That's fucked up. So, so I'm going to let you go. You're too smart. Keep going. So, so, so So now, now, the... See, this is smart. He's too smart. This is, this is, this is important. too smart. Right? This is important because one can never be too smart. Um, this is important because this is now proliferated throughout our entire, um, culture, our community, and in the in, in youth culture, period. This is impacting all young people now. And you gotta realize that young people don't stay young. They become adults, and those adults impact, you know, the the condition around us. You know what I mean? So it's important that we be paying attention to what is impacting the people who are coming up behind us. I don't wanna be 70 years old having to think I'm gonna have to take the head off of some, you know, 20, 30, 40 year old dude because nobody taught him better than to behave the way he's behaving. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it, it's very, that's why we need credible messengers. You know what I mean? So, you know, now you have this era that has been given way to largely by the exposure from the paid in full era, right? And, you know, guys are now starting to talk more freely about what they're seeing. They're, they're still making references now. They might be even a little more specific. They might start saying, you know, a name here and there, you know, stuff like that. That's that's now if if this is the line 
This is all the streets over here. And this is rap. This is what it's doing. Getting closer and closer and closer to that line, right? So now you got a point where in 90, you know, early 90s, cats are starting to really tell people's business. So-and-so, such-and-such, doing this, that, and the other, whatever, I watch, you know, now that person might not be around no more, whatever, whatever. So, okay, that's not directly impactful, but in a general way, it is very impactful because it's setting a precedence. We can start talking about this stuff. It was before, it was taboo, you couldn't, you better not. Somebody gonna come tap you the shoulder, so and then mind your business, shut the fuck up. saying these rappers talk too damn much when they rhyme? Right? That's exactly right. Okay, so... But this is how... It happens, and if you understand how things happen, mm -hmm. then you understand what is going to happen from what's happening right now. If you understand the evolution so of the condition. you give now. Right? So we can't get to now, Gary, without coming No, no, forward. I'm saying that's because I keep saying, Gavario, mm -hmm. I know he never could be too smart. Everything you said, I understand. Right. I caught everything. Right. right. Which, this is not for you, though, right? Oh, no, no. no this no. is for them. And that's how I'm telling the world. No, no, the world okay. got you, right. and I think so. you covered everything. What I'm asking you now, because I was telling you, you say you can never be too smart, but I'm telling you, you you smart. No, cut it out. <laughs> I've been doing this longer than you have. You smart. Relax. Very very right. Right. Relax. Very Relax. Right. Let me do what I'm doing. Okay. Right. Now, when these cats started talking about all these Things that they never could have talked about before, because they ain't got nothing to do with it. You ain't never participated in it. You got no business talking about it. Like okay, it. somebody yeah. says something, so you gonna say a little something. Somebody else wanna compete with what you said, so they gonna say a little more. And now you got motherfuckers at their window writing down what they see, like a goddamn surveillance team making up motherfucking rap lyrics, right? <laughs> okay. Now, now it goes from I saw, I saw, I saw to I, me, I'm him. Because the more, and, they, and, and these guys who first started saying, I, I did this, I got that, whatever, they weren't actually doing anything, but they were so comfortable with the idea of saying that because of the cats who came before them saying things that made them feel like, well, shit, they could talk about whatever, whatever, and nothing happened to them. I could say, I'm doing it. It's me. They started pretending. And they started pretending. It's right? Simulation by and Instagram That's right. That's right. Assimilation by association, right? So, now, these guys are saying it's them. But what happens? People that know them start saying, that ain't that. I grew up with that. He ain't do this, he ain't do that, he ain't do this. So now the next generation who is looking at those guys who, until somebody said, that is not that, they believe in that is that. And then they find out their favorite rapper was just rapping. And they go, well, when I start doing it, I'm going to be telling the truth. Because I'm really going to do this. And now they start, next thing you know, they wearing our uniforms. Real street <coughs> who actually put work in. They're wearing our uniforms now to validate the lyrics that they want to speak. To the point where these started getting a rap check, had never done anything, and get caught down got a rap check, right. and then went and bought work. And I have a problem with that. Now, now that Why is what the we hell call hustling fucking backwards. And then go we, got, we did what we did in the idea of going legitimate one day. Dang. These motherfuckers started out legitimate and, and didn't go, go backwards. They're trying to front. Dang. Trying to validate that they, that they, that they, that they real. You know what? You know what? You know what? Come on, man. Come on. 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 Come
because you know I'm arrogant like you. You're the only. I'm not arrogant. No, no, you good. No, when I say arrogant, no, when I say okay, I use the word confident. Yeah, I'm confident. You're very confident when I know what I'm talking about. No, no, no. What you said was right. See, one thing about me. That's why I'm gonna make it. I buy down when somebody's right. You've been doing this better than me. No, no, no. I've been doing this for 20 years. They know my personality. I've been doing this for 20 years. Certain people, I'd be like, man, you the No, but you right. You broke that shit down. I won't tell you nothing wrong. You broke that shit down the best. Wait, yo, I swear to God, you broke that shit down perfect. Then Ron like that, you go backwards. Now you legal, Kurt. Shout out to the BBS boys. Yes, now you wanna, now you wanna hustle. The likes is hot. Yeah, yeah, no, you kill us. Now you wanna hustle and get to work like you said, Cavario. Cavario, now they wanna hustle and get to work. Now they legal. They go backwards. Yeah, crazy. Because they wanna be, they wanna be real. Yeah, they wanna be real. Like guys, that's ridiculous. You did it to survive to make a way because it was hard for you. You know what's real? You know what's real? What's real is. That situation that uh, the little homie is dealing with out there in, in, in Atlanta, that's real. That's real. That when you go from the level of opulence that he was able to achieve uh, from the level of struggle that he comes from. Yes. And then find yourself sitting in a rat and roach infested uh, 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 jail. For people who don't know, he's talking about Young, young Thug. Young Thug. That case is crazy. YSL That's too much to talk about, but that crazy. Oh, they got la they got laptops made from, from sent from Apple. The way they talking, the whole case crazy. Yeah, it's it's, it's so no, that case is crazy. You got a bunch of kids who did not understand the ramifications of what of they're actually. Yes, not a pain. You got. I, I shared this the other day um, on uh, 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 in a conversation that I had with uh, my brother. Uh, Reggie, uh, Reginald Douglas, right? And um, you can check his story out. It, it's, it's real crazy. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that a bit before I promise. So um, he, as a very young person, did a, a lot of things that at this point in his life, he can clearly understand uh, it was inappropriate, out of pocket, whatever have you. It's difficult for people to understand that you can be a thinking person, able to tie your own sneakers and drive a car, recognize your own address and name, whatever, whatever, and still not be fully developed in a way where you can make sound decisions that take things into consideration beyond what it is you immediately want. Mm. And that is because in males, that frontal cortex, that part of your brain that manages uh, logic uh, and uh, deductive reasoning and thinking, it doesn't develop fully in a male until he's 21, 22 years old. In a female, a couple of years younger. And worst case scenario, not until he's 25. So you can be capable of talking and responding and all that kind of stuff, whatever, whatever, and still not have the actual physical faculties to be able to make the decisions that make the most sense. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So these guys are, you know, and have started doing this stuff when they were... 17, 16, 15, 19 years old, they, they, they really didn't have the capacity, the mental capacity, to really think about what it was they were doing. All they were thinking about was the adulation and regard and respect and acceptance they were going to get from their peers right now, which most of them are suffering from a lack mm -hmm. of. Them. So hmm. I'm going to say shot to Young Thug. I hope the case work out for you, my brother. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long. He got a long way to go. A long hard ride, and it it, it would be miraculous if he were uh, to not end up with some sort of 
significant sanction. Yes, and I'm going to say one more thing, then I'm going to move on to my next question. Mm -hmm. uh, Tory Lanez, I'm a big fan of him. You know why? Because he. I love that kid. He represents something. That, he represents something. They were both drunk. That he represents something to me. Where I'm talking about. I don't care about making thirty dollars a day. Okay, so I'm going to move along. So I want to ask. I want to ask a quick question, though. I want to ask a quick question. Okay. Come on, Mario. What's wrong? So you heard because you. Not <laughs> <laughs> like when you juice. You know what I mean? You juice part. Oh, you can't take a little. Let me tell you something. Those I, I was kidding when I was saying before. Oh, it's the alcohol, whatever. That's nothing. No, how do you control yourself, man? Right? Come not on, enough. you're a grown ass man. I'm just playing. Been, I've been a grown ass man since I'm about yeah, yeah. 10, 11 years old. <laughs> 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 like, I feel let like me, let me ask a question about the, um, <laughs> the YSL case. I, I, I want to know: Is it cut and dry for you, though? That gonna. Snitch. Like, is it cut and dry for you? Because he said, why? He, he had the gang. That, is, said, that, is, that is called cooperation. Thank that's you. Cut and dry. Yeah, that's cooperation. Dry. I to ask if you me. understand what the word cooperate means, then you understand that that meets the criteria for that definition. It is cooperation. Done. He cooperated. That's and that's what 6 9 if, he, if he's okay with it, that's, that's all. And that's what 6 9 all of a sudden became a lawyer. Jojo introduced, him, introduced me to him um, at the, uh, when they had the All Star up there in Chicago a couple of years ago. Oh, really? And my, uh, my cousin Jojo introduced me to him. And one of my men, one of my homies was uh, uh, bodyguarding him at the time, whatever, though. You know, he seemed, he seemed, I got from that young man, I got a good kid from that young man. That's, I got a good kid from uh, him. I didn't get, but then again, I got the same thing from Thug. Um, uh, um, who introduced you? Rugs introduced me to um to uh Thug uh, in 2016 in LA at uh, at Manny Black's spot in LA um during the BT Awards right. and um he was a very humble you know real easy going young man you know what I mean we sat and we started like we had a quick conversation in the introduction and he was immediately like attentive. You know what I mean? And he was already, you know, he was already pretty important to, to his peers. Wow. So he, he, didn't, he didn't have to give any kind of particular attention to someone that he did not know, but Ruggo introduced him to me. So based upon his regard for Ruggo, you know, he understood this, if he introduced me to him, this is uh, he brought me over here to, to meet him, so this must be somebody that I should regard. Mm -hmm. And and he did, and we sat, and we had a quick conversation. I got a feel for who he was, and you know, solid, solid young brother. I you know mean, so so Kavara, that's my point. Like that, we can move along with my next big question. That's why I don't like this legal. Don't respect. I don't know six nine. I have a problem with him, but I gotta tell the truth. All of a sudden, every time a drug case comes, he's a lawyer. If he's a lawyer, you wouldn't you would have been a rat, my man. Stop stop being a lawyer, dog. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? Every time a, a case comes out of our snitching, oh yeah, you a rat, young dog. He's basically saying every single time another person gets caught as a snitch, he's the first one in line to say, yeah, see, everybody's snitching. It's not just me. And that shit Look, drives everybody's crazy. snitching. Why? And it drives because me crazy. Yo, 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 I want to go to because I gotta move on because you talk. Because you are Literally admit it in your rap and that's your business. But stop trying to every time somebody alleges snitch, you go crazy. So what he's trying to do is misuse loves company. He's trying to that's what he's That's what I'm saying, Bottom line. You ride it with me, let's do a record together. Please let me please allow me to finish my own sentences. I will let you. Thank you. I want to finish my own sentences. Whatever you think I'm gonna say, wait till I say it and see if you're right. Alright. Alright, um He 
he has had an experience that has exposed him to information that now makes him... It's, and there's two things he's learned. Two things are, one, that rap is not real. And two, that there is a system that operates uh, all around everything else that most people are playing with but have no idea what it is. He learned a lot about the legal system in his time, in his experience. A lot, right? And he wants to let people know that um, none of this shit is fucking real. We're all pretending to be somebody we're fucking not. You know what I mean? So and that is a service to his peer group, to his young people. That's a service to them. Because there are a lot of people who are looking at what's happening and they're adapting in their mind something like, um, well, it looks like I can fuck around, go down, and dig my way out and be accepted. So I'm going to go ahead and jump in there and whatever happens, happens. I'll just gather information along the way in anticipation of having a problem and be ready to go, yeah, I was ready for y'all, man. I got a whole book here, uh, dates, names, uh, activities, <laughs> Uh, yeah, everything you need to know. You know what I'm saying? Uh, show me the door. But there's a handful of rappers that I know were street dudes. And you know a couple of them. I know what street dudes. Mm -hmm. and, and I know they did what they did. But well, I know a couple of street niggas who never rapped. And they told like a motherfucker. Oh, yeah, they both both ways. You ain't like Kavari goes both ways. You right, Yo, Kavari. Yo, Kavari, but he's talking. He right, though. That's why he here. Too much, bo too so, much bullshit has been so. perpetuated in our fucking community. And people don't understand because they don't think past gold how far the, the, the impact that this shit really is. But there aren't a lot of people who are suited to deal with the condition that is coming about from this shit. I can handle mine. I can handle mine. I do it all. Whatever a motherfucker want to do, I can handle mine. I got wit and I also got weight. The average person does not have the ability to manage themselves. They need a, a system of protection. They need the legal system. They need protection and police, and they need that shit. So they need to pay attention to what the fuck is going on and have some type of input into how we can change this shit. Because a lot of you motherfuckers, if the police were to disappear tomorrow, I don't know about y'all, but I'll be able to keep every motherfucking thing I got. Facts. Now, slow down, he killing this shit. I want to say something that's very close to us, the group, because y'all didn't know that. Rest in peace to Upper West Side Dutch. He came here, oh, that's his nephew. Oh, that man. dude was incredible, man. Oh, and it's funny, man. before you talk about because we had just had a conversation. He said, Gary, can you help my nephew? And we put him on the show, and he got killed about four or five months later. No, now, now, that's Upper West Side Dutch. That's his, that's his, that's his, that's his street uncle. Gangster, love him. Well, oh, now, no, 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 no. Before you go, no. I have a commercial in the morning. That's your cousin. I want to go right back. Commercial break. Shout out to the Upper West Side. Subscribe to the Big Face Gary Show. You subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Moving along, I gotta keep going because we have a lot of things here. I need your take on Tyree, Tyree Nichols. That situation. Man, listen, it's, it's tough for me. I mean, you know, the whole uh, and this kind of connects with what we were talking about in terms of the degradation of the moral fiber of our youth. Not all people from our community who are impacted by the street culture that has given way to everything that's popular and, and attractive to young people. Not all of them are drawn to the, um, the street side or want to be a rapper who represents the street side. The kids who grew up in the homes where you know, their, their mother was a drug addict, their father was a drug addict, 
they didn't necessarily grow up to say, you know, well, I was not taken care of properly and, you know, I had to feed myself, so I had to do things that, you know, uh, forced me into the street before I knew it. I was a felon before I was able to even apply for a job or whatever, whatever. Some of them was like, it's like, it's like a girl who grows up in a house with an abusive father, right? Watches her beat up on her mother. Well, some of those girls grow up and get a man just like that. But some of them go and get a man who is exactly the opposite of that. And some of these kids who grow up in those conditions don't go to the street. They go to the side where they think, I can do something about that condition. And they become district attorneys and lawyers and cops and so forth, right? But if they don't have a proper moral uh, compass, they get caught up in the cultures within those organizations. And they find out that those organizations have gang mentality just like any other group of people who feel like they're empowered to get away with things that other people who aren't part of the group aren't empowered to get away with. Right? So this guy, the main guy, I call him the main guy because obviously he's the catalyst. Without him, that doesn't happen. Although this is the kind of thing that happens frequently, this particular instance does not happen with this particular young man without this guy in that dynamic with his ex. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? So this guy got these other guys involved under the auspices of our connected blue brotherhood. And they probably just, and I'm pretty sure they didn't intend to kill anybody. But because they don't have um, a, a proper, you know, handling, they they get to go too far. If you if you're not gonna stop yourself, ain't nobody there to stop you. And I think that's what no happened. Flat. They just went too goddamn far. Yo yo, yo, yo they just went too far. Kavario, but I'm just looking at that could have been regular motherfucker. I'm not saying I'm an angel. I know for a fact everybody here that I know would have said G E had enough. They beat blood out of him, Kavario. That's because these are guys... I mean, this is a dynamic that's kind of particular to, to cops, right? Okay. And I've known a great many cops throughout And I know a couple. Not right? a great, but I know a couple. I know, I've known a we lot know a of cops. I know a bunch of them. I've known a bunch of them. I've known them before they became cops. And I'm a dirty right? cop, too. Hate to say it. So, you know, um, <laughs> a lot of... The, all of the guys I knew that became cops, I mean, every single one of them, was not a tough guy in the neighborhood, was not... Uh, a particularly respected guy they were bullied they, wanted, they, they were picked on yes, bullied yes. Or, or at the very least they were dismissed mm-hmm. they were dismissed they were somebody who was very peripheral and they found something they could be a part of where they could have impact in the places where they were discounted before because now I'm a cop and I come through now I come through the block now it's like yeah what's up nigga whoop whoop what's happening nigga? yeah alright it's like oh shit I gotta pay you some respect now because right. now you're the police nigga you know what I mean? So a lot of them dudes is that. They, a lot of them cats, it's, it's a cliche, but, you know, some things are said for a long time because they're true. True. So, Carl, bottom line is you just think it, they didn't want to, it just went bad. It, it just went, went too it, far. It, it went, it, it, yeah, I, I think I, it was I, just I, a nigga trying to scare a nigga off his broad. It, it got crazy. And it just went too far. Because these are cats who've never had power before. So, Kapara, did something. They don't know how shit, just like niggas be busting their gun all crazy. Like, oh, doing. shit, I hit somebody? Oh shit, they died? And if they don't get grabbed up, 
It goes from, oh shit, I didn't mean it to, yeah, nigga, what's up, nigga? Yeah. They call yeah. me murder so and so. Accidental killer. Fabrication. <laughs> so they become what other people think they are because he shot and they died, so he's a killer. So I'm gonna make you laugh. So I had a vision. So when George Floyd got killed, they didn't they, those cops got fired eventually. As soon as those five cops killed this kid, he got they got fired. Mm-hmm. So truth, you were wrong. Timing is everything. Truth, and I did some research, you're still wrong. That guy is doing, Kirk said it, he is doing whatever you want to call it. That white cop's not fired. He's going to get fired, Truth. He's not fired yet, Truth. Got released. He's got released. He's chilling. So my point is, I'm going to take this, Kavari, because he told me he got to wait, Gary. They learned from George Floyd's case, fire people immediately. So I'm going to take that. But that white cop should have been fired. He's still not fired. He will get fired, Kavari, but my point He'll is... He'll only get fired because there's going to be pressure. But I heard he just tased him. He didn't really do nothing. And then I heard that. I'm not going to be a sucker. He may not, sh- he maybe not get fired because he didn't do nothing. He just tased. Well, so I-, I mean, he's going to testify. Yeah, well, yeah, we're going to go home. Now, again, this, this is one of my great questions here because this, this is his buddy. How did you meet Vlad? How did I meet Vlad? Yeah, I mean, I know you told me. I want to know well, that. Okay. It's big for me. I, I, I met Vlad in Mike Kaiser's office. Mike Kaiser's a guy who's an executive at Death I know Channel, Mike Kaiser very right? well. It's my but, you know, of course you know him, but he was in the building too. <laughs> yeah, 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 we all yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mike Kaiser's is a brother, uh, a very humble brother, um, who was at Def Jam, executive at Def Jam. Probably still is. Yeah, him. I think he might still be there. Right? And um, shout out to Mike Kaiser. And, to Mike. Uh, so I, I, I was in Def Jam all the time back then, you know, um, checking traps, looking for checks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Everybody who was doing anything in the music industry was in that, that building, right? So I'd make my rounds to all of the offices. You know what I mean? What's up? What can Don D do for you, my nigga? What's up? What's happening? Uh, you got a check? You got a check for me? Let's do it. You know what I mean? Well, you know. So I walk into Mike Kaiser's office, and there's this uh, redhead uh, white dude sitting there. So he's like, uh, hey, El Kari, man. This is my man, Vlad, man. He's uh, Vlad the Butcher. You know, he's a, he's a DJ, man. He's dope. He's a dope DJ. I said, for real? I said, it's crazy, because right now, I'm looking to do the first Don Diva mixtape. And, um, you know, this is the concept. I said, I had my uncle, Little Melvin, the one who they made the wire about in Baltimore. I had him, I convinced him, it took me a minute, but I convinced him to go down to the local radio station, public radio station down in Baltimore. And I had him do an interview. And in that interview, he spoke about uh, experiences that are, well, had never been spoken about before. Um, these experiences were, you know, um, being brought into... The, uh, the circle of um, the uh, mob. Okay. You know? And um, so um, sometimes, you know, as long as I've been dealing with this kind of stuff and talking about this kind of stuff, you know, the nature of a thing is the nature of a thing, brother. It doesn't change by virtue of its view. So no matter how much you think I speak well and I'm articulate and I'm too smart and all that, whatever, whatever, I am what I am. Right. I am what my mother and father made me. Not what my neighborhood made me. And I'm not always comfortable speaking about this stuff. Because it goes against the grain. I don't think if my parents were alive, I'd have been doing any of this. You know? Uh, Because they wouldn't have understood this. They wouldn't have understood this world. They wouldn't have understood me talking to uh, non-combatants about this lifestyle. They wouldn't have understood that. My father would have been straight. He'd have been like, are are you out your fucking mind? You want one in your head? 
<laughs> you know what I'm laughing at you? They call me Big Face. My mom's recipe, she passed away. She called him my family. He don't have a big face. Why they call him my son Big Face? She blacking. I'm like, Mom, it's just entertainment. So I know what you mean. Like, Kurt, she was mad as hell. That's Kurt, my son. You don't have a big face. Yeah, I, I, fuck you, Kurt. I want you, I know you feel, man. Your parents, man, you bugger. Yeah, yeah, like this. Yeah. Yeah. Like this, this is this is some different shit. They old so, so, of course, they're, they're, they're original school. Yeah, they also what right? are you doing, man? So, you know, he spoke about these things, and I didn't expect this. I didn't go, you know, go up there and black out. He'd never done like anything like this before, right? So he goes up in this, this uh, is Melvin. He goes up into this uh, uh, radio station, and he starts talking about as clandestinely as he can, as covert as he can. You know, he's talking about, you know, meeting with these people. And coming in and, and you know giving them you know bring I think he took out like two hundred twenty thousand two hundred twenty five thousand dollars, and um, they were like you know he said they laughed and they took the money the money was in a um, in a rollout bag like a uh, when he took like a money bag yeah two hundred twenty five thousand and they took they said they said no man they they balled the money up they said no man this is not this is not that he said we got we got uh, several products here it's heroin he said you pick. Whatever you think will work for you, and then you give us two corners that intersect anywhere in the city, and you will have um, a large number of, the, of whatever you pick delivered to that corner on a certain date and time. And uh, and you know that's how you become rich and powerful. Where's Vlad from? Baltimore? No, Vlad is from um, Oakland. He's, he's from Cali. Cali. Okay, cool. Cali. Okay, cool. 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 Cali. So. Um, so he talks about this. Nobody's ever heard anything like this. No one at that level of the game had ever spoken that freely and that uh, been that specific before, right, in a public space. So I give, I tell Vlad in my Kaiser's office, I want to take that interview and I want to turn it into a mixtape, the first Don Diva mixtape, right? And I called it the mixtape Old Gangsters and Young Guns because for a year up to that point, I had been working on the Don Diva book, which... Is old, you, you guys have had old gangsters and young guns book. Yeah. I eventually put the book out. No, no, no. So, Glass <clears throat> is cool. I, I, I'll do this. So, I send him the audio. He makes the, uh, he chooses all the songs, makes it. Glad is a dope DJ. Okay. You know I, mean? I didn't know nothing about him. Yeah, dope DJ. Glad the Butcher. Dope I, DJ. I, I didn't know nothing about that. Yeah, I know him as what he's doing now. No doubt. So, um, you know, he goes, he makes the mixtape, and, you know, and we develop our, our, our friendship. So then he, uh, he says to me one day, he says, yo, you know, I want to start, like, doing interviews, but I want to, like, you know, I'm not a big on the writing. I want to, like, video them. All right, so this is long before <laughs> phones with, with cameras on. Yes. This, you know, realistically, you know, 2004, uh, phones, you know, were still, like, flip and shit like that. You know, they were still pretty basic. And so, you know, he wants to bring a camera and he wants to record whatever. I said, okay, cool. You know, I'll take you down to Baltimore and you can interview my uncle. And I did. So I took him to Baltimore and um, took him over to uh, uh, North Avenue where my uncle had this big building over there that he had won in the gambling game because he was a master gambler. And um, uh, let Vlad sit down with him and interview him. Uh, unfortunately, Vlad lost the footage, but... Um, he stayed in the game, and so then the next thing I do is I get Vlad down to Atlanta, and um, you know, uh, bring him around Meech and, and the family and all that, whatever, whatever, and you know, let him do his thing there. And then you know, um, he started you know, moving in that space. He's still doing his DJing thing because that's his bread and butter. 
you know, but he's focused on this video and this interview and stuff like that. And, you know, wherever I can tap in and help him out or, you know, I mean, I, I, I was like, uh, remember that TV show, Hawk? Back in the days with the ball brother with the beard, just to drive the 633. Uh, yeah, with um, the white. I was his hawk. That was my show. So I, I you he know, kept I, that big I four loomed, four. I loomed in the background and just, you know, like whenever you need me in any capacity, you know what I'm saying, in terms of you moving around in space, I'm there. Okay. Right? So, um, you know, I mean, you know, what is he slept on my couch, I slept on his couch, whatever, whatever. That's, that's my bro. Okay. You know what I mean? So, um, when. Uh, um, he starts to, you know, get his feet wet doing it, whatever, whatever. You know, it's, 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 that space is a struggle, especially when you don't have, like, you know, significant resources, right? It's, it's about a grind and, and using your mind, right? So, um, one day, I am, I'm in Disney with my daughter for her fifth birthday. And I get a call. And it's Vlad. And he tells me, yo... I just got jumped by um, these dudes, and um, they are Rick, the rapper uh, Rick Ross's guys. And I said, what the fuck was that about? He says, well, um, there was some report about one of his children's mothers, and there was it was going around on different networks, whatever, whatever, and uh, I, I certainly wasn't the first. I was probably the fourth person to put it on my network. But they saw fit to jump on me about it. So we know what that's really about. That was about opportunity. That was about, well, this is a white dude in our community, in our culture. Nobody's going to speak on nothing for this guy. Nobody's going to speak on his behalf. This is something that we can do, get some wreck, make some noise, you know, get, you know, get, get, get reputed, whatever, whatever. And um, it'll be no consequences. So this he says, is, uh, just to be clear to everybody else, this had a, something to do with like uh, Rick Ross's baby moms and the whole Fifty Cent debacle and drama or something like that. I would shortly. A short I would. I would. I would say probably so because to you know for me, that shit is so fucking peripheral, my nigga. Right. It's like air. It is. That just, shit means nothing to me. For the people. Yeah, yeah, it means nothing. So I really couldn't say specifically, uh, you know, around exactly. Around But it was, it was something to do with his baby's mama, and more than likely, that had it was in that same space. Okay. So um, he says, yo, I said, so, okay, Vlad, what do you want? What do you want me to do? He goes, I want you to uh, talk to him. I said, okay. I'll talk to him, but just so you understand, when someone like me talks to people, um, anything can happen, and you may end up having to answer questions that will make you uncomfortable in a room that won't be comfortable. <laughs> and um, then, you know, do you want to, you know, you got to think about this. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a very um, amicable person, and I, I, I know how to resolve, obviously, I know how to resolve things in such a way as to make, uh, make my point understood, and then not have to be, if I didn't have that ability, there's no way I could have gotten through my criminal career right. without having uh, fallen into the sucker trap, right. right? So, you know, I'm just saying, but, you know, sometimes uh, people just 
aren't responsive. And I'm thinking, you know, you're talking about rappers and the rap space, whatever, whatever. They don't really, like, you might have it in your mind that, he, you know, these people and my people are the same people, but we're not. We're not. We are the image. These guys represent the reflection. Okay. So if you're standing in a mirror, like... Are you know should a person be concerned about what's bouncing off the mirror, or should it be concerned about what is projecting into the mirror? Mm -hmm. So um, I say now you 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 think about that, and he was like, well, no, I I wouldn't want to be in that position. I said that's right. I said you are making your foray. You've been doing the rap thing. You've been around a lot of rappers. You've made mixtapes and stuff like that, and you come from a different culture, you know, uh, he's Russian Jew, and so you may be under the impression that these people in this space are who they say they are, because, I mean, who in their right mind would say the kinds of things that these people say and it not be true, <laughs> but that's who in their right mind, remember, this doesn't develop until they're in their... So they're not really in their right mind, right? The, for the most part, the, no, the people not, who are who are fueling this this culture aren't in their right mind, yeah. right? Nobody should be taking them seriously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you shouldn't think that if you're going to be part of this culture that you're supposed to observe these ridiculous rules that don't apply to these people because they're not from that life at all, right? I said, you are a civilian. You pay taxes. This legal system is fueled by your labor. It is your right to uh, go to the hospital and uh, inform your insurance company and, and, and make a police report and then call your lawyer and then file a lawsuit. That's your right to do that. That's what you're supposed to do. And I guess he took my advice into consideration made that, you know, decision, and the ultimate result, um, and this is not something he told me, mm. this is not a conversation we ever had, right. but my understanding was, in fact, I think uh, Rick Ross, uh, who I think is probably lyrically my, you know, and professionally my, my I think he's like my favorite fucking rapper. He talking, he talking. Really? Yes. Alive and I believe he's a person. That boy's super really? bad. He, he talking talk shit though. His imagery. And he's very smart. His, he's uh, his his lyrical content. I I I I I don't think I've ever heard a song of his I don't like. No, he talked right. Shit. And he's and so I met him before it. all of that. You know, I, I met him through E Class in Miami. That's in my the Early two thousand. Manager. He fired you know I me. Mean? Manager. Right. I I got right. out the business. I felt bad. Right. So you know, um, sometimes man, you got to realize that. Money does have an impact on people. Now, I'm not saying that that's the case because I don't know that to be the case. But a lot of times, when you're trying to figure out what may have happened, if it didn't involve a woman, it involved a bag. Mm -hmm. Okay? So when um, he did this and followed through the way that he's supposed to follow through, I, I think I remember Rick Ross saying something about um, 300000 something like that. Yes, whatever he got. Yeah, he got right? some money. Yeah. Something like that. So, you know, when you take a smart person like Vlad 
and you give him um, adequate resources, and he's focused as he already was on building what he's building. I mean, you, you know, to the pot. That that it, it it comes out to what it comes out to. Fifteen years of consistency, building one of the best online brands, independently owned that exists out there. I agree. I love it. All right, Vlad's a boss. But I respect it. How about the Vlad? Well, you also have to say you did have one little issue with him, G. Oh, I told you him. You have one little I told, issue with him. I mean, no, no, listen. And me and talked about that. I said to him, but you know, he wanted at me. He said, For G, your people, he said, because G, you did have G, an issue He said, G, it. G, sound utterly ridiculous. But I said, yo, I hated how they go on the show. And these guys expose themselves and start telling themselves. Let's talk about he it. He killed them. He said, G, that's utterly ridiculous. He's not making them tell on themselves. Also, it was another thing that, that bothered you a little bit. Well, address and, that thing first. Yeah, okay. let's go, let's go, go around for that. Thank you. Just I didn't like it, but you G jumped all over me, too. I said, yo. Because I, I want you, I want my brothers, like, steel is supposed to sharpen steel. If I, and I'm, 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 uh, Iridium, bro, I'm, I'm harder than steel. <laughs> all right. Time is told that. I can, I can speak my truth. Because okay. I've been tested. Time is told that. Anybody who thinks they actually know me will tell you. I'm every bit of what it is I appear to be. Uh, that, that's a fact. So when if if I go to sharpen something and it it wrinkles or, or bends or folds, then you can't say, oh, you know, um, I'm I'm not a good person or I'm a, a, I'm unkind or whatever, whatever. Steel sharpens steel, but uh, if it's not steel, then steel you know uh, crushes steel and breaks you know it breaks whatever ain't steel it comes up against. So if I tell somebody something and and they crumble under that under that that truth that reality, then you know maybe you need to reassess. Maybe you're not who you think you are. You know what I'm saying? So I'm telling you that like if a person gets in a seat and you mention, but he's you know in some instances, in some instances, not very many, because to have exposure on that platform is definitely favorable to people. Right? It's an established platform with over five and a half million subscribers. So a person getting that level of exposure and, and not having to pay for it, you know how much something like that would cost to have that kind of exposure? Mm-hmm. You're talking about tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars of advertising money. You, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Right? And like with Don Diva, when you were in Don Diva, you were... Validated by the fact you were in there, it, it was assumed that if you're in Don Diva, that you've already been scrutinized by people who were qualified, right? And so you've been certified. Hey, then the knowledge, right? You already, right? So it was. It, it, there was less of a question about whether you were valid or not, whether what you were saying or claiming was valid or not. So on the Vlad platform, it's similar in that respect. You know, in this entertainment space or whatever the person's thing might be, you're getting. If you're on Vlad, whatever it is you claim must be some significance to it because here you are in this platform. He's incredible. Okay? So if a person isn't being paid or if they are being paid, you're on this platform and you are benefiting from it. Now, whether you're being paid or not does not negate your common sense or your good sense if you got any. Hmm. So if you get on there and you're asked a question, I don't care how much money you think he may have given them, he's not saying... I'm going to pay you 
to uh, to play yourself out. No, I'm paying you based upon what I believe is the value to me on my platform. So I can make more money. So I can make this is an investment in my shit. That's right. You understand? That's right. Now, if you are thinking like some type of uh, a slave thinking, well, he paid me, so I guess I gotta tell him everything. Like then, you say put the slave voice. <laughs> like what? <laughs> you think I keep that? You think I keep that? You think I put the slave voice? He definitely so put the, so the slave voice. So it's like what the fuck, nigga? Put the slave voice. Get on there and say, you know, so so you you uh, and I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> you shut down all life. You shut down all life, Kirk. I've never been the Lifehouse house niggas poor. The big nigga, the big nigga. The guy who said, "You gonna eat that cornbread?" No, the guy who said, "Don't pass the gun line." Right. Not the gun line, boss. Not the gun line. Yeah, you a funny dude. You killed that shit. So you know what? So to mention something that was so now. So they like people like myself. We were never comfortable watching these interviews. They make us cringe. We're never comfortable with it. But you know, they're not talking to us. They're talking to the reflection of us in our lifestyles. The people who have emulated the things that they think that people like us have done and how we've lived. And you know that's the difference because no one like us would answer a question that was in any way in their mind detrimental. So Mom, like you said, Vlad, if he's paying you or not, I'm not telling you to say anything. You came in. He might even say that to a person yeah, yeah, before it even starts. He might even say, look, I'm not asking you to say nothing that I'm is trying to get detrimental to you. I'm, trying to get my I'm gonna ask you questions. You can answer, you can answer, answer, answer I won't answer. I'm, I'm trying to get my damn views up. That's it. If you That's want to it. I, I'm here to deliver to my clients and my clients are people who subscribe to me, especially ones who pay. And he's paying, he's paying, they're paying. You know what I mean? So if he asks a question. Some of the guys told on themselves outright. You know why? They are for the same reason. And did you think he needed Vlad for that? He did you see other things? Like, I know that. You, you think he needed the... Uh, you need, did you see other things? Like, you can see a, a, Ab on anything. Ab gonna say, yeah, nigga, get it, do it. That nigga. But it, like, that's, that was Ab. Yeah, that was Ab. That was Ab. You know, there are, again, there are conditions that give way to that in us. Conditions that exist in our developmental experiences coming from the environments we come from. You know what I mean? And, and at the basis of this behavior that we, we throw ourselves away for the glory is a lack of the appropriate degree of esteem that would make us make better fucking decisions on a regular goddamn basis. Right. And, 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 and I agree with that. So let me ask you something. Because you're like, I'm looking, Vlad is your friend, you know, since a young boy. Did y'all y'all got a y'all got y'all got a deal going? Because you've been doing a lot of work with Vlad lately. Is this something you want to do? Yeah. Explain oh, to the yeah, world what yeah. you're doing, Vlad. Yeah, said, it's something you've been spoke. No, I must let me finish. Like you told me, it's like he said, "Yo, I'm not a hood dude. Can you go get a ghetto guys to me who are official? Because you're it's killing. Funny. That's <laughs> a like, narrative. Now that's a narrative. You're killing us, Peter. Right. Yeah. That's a narrative that that you know a person <laughs> would interject in the in the um, absence of the actual information. Okay. So when people make up what they don't know especially people who consider themselves to be relatively smart. And they figure, if I come up with it, that's, much, that's, that's reasonable. And they're more, in, in, they're more inclined to lean towards something that fits their preferred narrative than they are to pursue the truth. 
Because it's like, either way, it's inconsequential to me, realistically, right? What's actually happening? It's really, it doesn't really matter to me. So I'd rather go with the thing I believe and would like to think. But um, Vlad has known me a very, very, very long time, almost 20 years. I have been the person that I have been the entire time that he's known me, right? Um, he's known more about my, uh, my real pedigree than 99% of the people who are aware of me. He been knew that I was this person. He could have been said, yo, um, what'd you say? Oh, I'm not really a street dude, but you really are. Come and go and get him. He been, he been could have said that if that's what he wanted to say. That's not how this came about at all. Okay. How this came about was my bro, Unique, Mecca Audio. Shout out to my bro. Shout out to my bro. He just stands up. That's it. That's it. Right? So, um, he called me one day, one evening. I was at my home in SC. He says, uh, bro, my channel's growing. He works hard every day. He gets up and does his uh, uh, videos every day. Get around 530. He got a, he got a, he got a setup. Like, you would never believe that right he here. just... I showed it to you, right? You, you, would, you would never believe that he just only maybe now three years ago got out of prison after doing almost three decades. You would never believe that. I mean, full production screens, uh, uh, green green wall, backgrounds, uh, backgrounds uh, cameras, Me and microphones, believe whole thing. How in tune he is yes. with technology. That's, that's how. That's how he's always forward. been like that. You ain't either. seen nothing yet. He's a he's a this is dope. this he's this you you've heard the adage uh, um, the cream always rises to the top. Yep. Yeah. This this dude is cream. <laughs> this is cream, trust, yeah. right? So he calls me and say, bro, my numbers is going up. You know, people are loving my jail stories, and um, I, I need a bump. So I was thinking, yo, can you get me on Vlad? And I was like, sure, I'm pretty sure I can get you on Vlad. Uh, call right back. So I'm, I'm at home, you know, laying, laying in the bed. And I was like, I can't, Vlad, I said, yo, um, you familiar with Unique? Make audio? He's like, mm, no, not really. I said, well, um, this is my man, you know. Um, we did a book together. This book is called uh, um, A Raw in Harlem. Dope book and all that, whatever. Um, you know, I gave him a little background. You know, he was a street cat. He created one of the most prolific uh, clubs, nightclubs in, in Harlem's history. Uh, and he did it in Washington Heights, you know. But, but when he put Club 2000 in Washington Heights, he... He dragged 8th Avenue up to Broadway. You know what I mean? We from that back there. Right? On 8th. Huh? Me, Kirk Curry, my Kirk, my way back there. We used to get rid of 8th back there. So he had a, uh, a, a record <coughs> store where it headquartered his record label, Mega Audio, um, on 8th Avenue. So he opened up Club 2000, and then he brought my, the Miami bass uh, sound and culture from Miami. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, and, you know, he created something extraordinary, extraordinary. Never before and never after was this, this done. So, you know, I, I, I told Vlad, you know, I gave him all of this. And then um, Vlad said, okay, cool, that sounds dope. You want to do the interview? I was like, uh, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, it's my man, of course. I, I, would, I would want it to be done right. So, yes, I'll do it. All right. So, uh, we made the date. I went up to New York. We did the interview, 
A black kid in New York? No. Who you let you? I went with? to New York. Oh, you came? And, yeah. yeah. And we did the interview, and um, you know it, it went well. It's well over a million views now. And um, I was still up here, so Vlad said, "Yo, um, uh, you want to do the Peter Shoe interview?" I said, "Peace, my man. I actually already interviewed Pete on." You know, my podcast that I started, Dope and Game, before, which I'm relaunching, um, before I've been archiving, I got a bunch of shit that I've already shot that haven't, no one's seen yet. Um, I'd done it on my podcast, you know, years ago. Right. And so I was like, yes, my man. You know, so, you know, I do Pete's joint. Pete's is over a million now as well. Um, and then um, he was like, uh, yo, yeah, let's do this. And I was like, yeah, Let's do this shit. Let's do this. I mean, it, it makes sense. You know, we got history. You know what I'm saying? I know who he is. He knows who I am. And um, we've both done what we've done to such a degree as to sort of establish these respected brands within the journalistic space. We've got the relationships. You know what I'm saying? I have the relationship in a particular space because that's where I come from. And the people whom I have that those kind of connections with they would never get on the platform because they would never be comfortable with the way that those the rap guys have been comfortable with him questioning. You know, yeah. they have to be handled a different kind of way. Yeah. I, of course, know that way better than he does. A smart person, a true leader, a true boss, delegates the appropriate responsibilities to those best suited for it. He does not say, hey, you, you're really, really good at, um, you know, juggling knives. Uh, why don't you go over here and, um, you know, d d d deal with the babies, or, you know, do the daycare shit, whatever that was. So you can be over here juggling knives around the babies? Like, what the fuck? No, you don't, you, you put people in a place where they are set up to win. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's what makes people stick with you because you put me in a position to win. You didn't put me in a position where I'm, I'm, I'm going to fall on my face and be like, oh, damn, man, that, you know, thanks. You know what I mean? So, you know, he, he, it made sense. It made sense to me because as much exposure as I've had, Vlad has a light that is absolutely beneficial for me to stand in. Mm. And he's offered me an opportunity, mm. you know, to make money and stand in the light. That's hard. What's crazy about that? After I'm gonna move on, but you're right. That's what a lot of black brothers don't do. I mean, he's not black, but that's your friend, and you helped him. He helps you. You grew up with one of my best fucking my brother. Oh, Trevor, Trevor's a good dude. He he white. Trevor's a real good dude. I can't even tell his page. Great, great DJ. It's my man. So, um, what I want to do ask is a question. It's kind of it's not like. Tell me a Cisco kid story. How? What made you do work with him? What was so special about, about him with Cisco kid? Mm. Yeah, tell me that. How about that. Story? Well, I'm from Harlem. I'm from when I say I'm from Harlem. I mean I'm from the place that when historically they have referred to Harlem, they were that's where they referred to. They're referring to that place between you know one tenth and like one. 35th Linux to Morningside. That's Everything that grew out of that culture started there and expanded outward, right? Now, if you negate that, it only means you're not old enough to know better. Hmm. I'm almost 60, so I know what the fuck I'm talking about. 
and I'm not um, a uh, spectator. I was born in yeah. it, in my home. You understand? It was my religion. There was no church. This was my religion. I was indoctrinated in gangsterism. My mother made me know the history. Hold on, hold on. What did you say, y'all? The world? He's made to be. He understood. When he woke up, his mother pushed him out. You will learn how to be a gangster. That's it. Get raised because by wolves. Right. And you know the rules right. for being a gangster. Get raised by That's wolves. Right. Beautiful. 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 That's right. Yeah, so yeah. That, that was my reality. It, 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 <clears throat> it, it, it's, not, it's not a beautiful thing. It's not ideal. But it was the reality that I was born into in 1967. In Harlem, at the uh, ground zero of the first real opioid epidemic. And in that opioid epidemic, ground zero, there were young people who were either on one side of the bag or the other. Right? The Cisco kid was on the business side of the bag. Cisco was in 16th Street. Right? And what? Between 7th and 8th. Okay, cool. Close to the 8th. Let the people know. I, re I remember... I remember him being uh, around. Uh, uh, it was a, you know, a you know furniture store. You know Donnell. Shout out to Donnell. That's Shout out to Donnell. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Okay. Official, yeah. official. Man Manhattan Avenue. Yeah, official um, dude. My stepfather, uh, whose last name I carry, he uh, he had a uh, a what you call it a, a, a restaurant. His last number hole right there in the corner on 16th Street in um, Manhattan Avenue, um, and that's where that's where Nell is from. Yeah, Donnell from right there. So I know Donnell all my life. Oh, official like that's your man. Yeah, I, I Ron, mean, he really on sidewalk the time of official dude. Official yeah, I, 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 like that's where I'm from. So okay. I grew up, you know, in the Damn, West Brothers, the Raj. I grew up. That's, <laughs> that's your from. background right yeah, there. From. Manhattan, right there. That's where I'm from. That whole thing. That, that, that whole, that was my fiefdom. I'm up the one I grew up, I, I, was, I was ghetto royalties. That was my whole fiefdom. I went, my, yeah. I went to school. I went, of course. I knew the P, I went to PS 180. Okay. You know what I mean? Shout out, shout out to Edie, wherever you at. Uh, you know, the PC boys, you know what I mean? Like, okay. Jeff. Uh, you know, you know okay. man, okay. listen, bro. Okay, okay. Like, that was, that was, it was the best and worst of times. It was the best of times if you, if you were in, in. It was the worst of times if you weren't, but you were around. You know what I mean? Because back then, being included was everything. Being excluded was the shit. That's how Cisco yeah. came in the mix. Yeah. He just so, so Cisco predates all of this. Mm. Cisco was a young hustler. He used to be in front of J-Horn, in my memory, um, selling quarters. And he's at, he'd have a bag of quarters. You know what I mean? Quarters are uh, $50 bags of dough, $55 bags of dough. Mm. Um, and this guy was a millionaire by the time he was 14 years old. Jesus, mother of mm. So, so you talking about so that's, sixty? Yo, that's, that's crazy. Yes, yeah, sixty. You talking about sixty? Uh, Damn. Sixty, 60 sixty-five, 60, 66, mm. You know what I mean? Um, his story is unprecedented. And hey. why did I want to do his story? Because I was aware, very much aware of his story. He was a significant influence on all of us. He's still out here, right? right? Who? Cisco still hanging out here? No, you gotta watch the Vlad video. You gotta watch that. I, I will. You gotta I watch will. it. I will. I'll call you tomorrow. You gotta watch it. You definitely gotta watch it. I'll watch it now. Definitely. Sure. Don't even call me again until you watch it. It's <laughs> real. I'll watch it tomorrow. Yeah, it's real. It's I have no problem. It's real shit. And I'll call you after I watch it. You're gonna thank me. You're gonna thank me. I'll watch it tomorrow. Wow. 
Like serious shit. So um Cisco um was brought into the game by a guy named uh Motivo. Motivo was passed on since. Um but he was scooped up shortly after he got down um, by uh, a gentleman that whose name you should know because he's on the Mount Rushmore of Harlem Hustlers. And Harlem, if there were a Mount Rushmore to the game, the Mount Rushmore would be located in Harlem. Okay. And on that would be, for sure, this gentleman's face, Jesse Gray. I heard of Jesse Gray. One of the best in the field. Yes. One of the... So Jesse... Is the Excuse one. me, is Frank Lucas before him or after him? Hmm? Is Frank Lucas before him or after him? No, Frank, Frank wasn't here. Ooh, Frank, Frank was in Durham. He was in my head, okay. Yeah, he was in Durham uh, trying to get uh, cow shit off his shit. Oh, <laughs> At that time. Yeah, he's a baby. Yeah, he wasn't here. He wasn't up here. So, um, the Cisco kid was a prolific hustler. Super fly, like... He was a super fly ass nigga, man. Okay. Like he set he set a, a a standard for young hustlers. Like all of the names you've heard, you know, uh, Vito, um, uh, Jerome Harris, uh, uh, Roddy, Rod, uh, Black Ronnie. Like all these names who were, you know, revered and and at, held at the you know the highest regard. Of, respect or, or, or fear or whatever, um, they were all guys who came along uh, alongside Cisco, but Cisco was the guiding light. Amazing. Yeah. That's crazy. So uh, just to put it into a real perspective that a lot of people won't be able to wrap their minds around, as the story goes, Cisco, um, at 15 years old, brought a mansion in Las Vegas um, because his son wasn't able to breathe well in the city, and they needed to get him out to the desert air. Yeah, son, yeah, Reggie. That's that's who I, that's you who the interview was done. Well, you know, son, I'm not slow. I'm not that dumb. I'm all right. You just—he's 15. You said, you said his son. When he was seven, he had him when he was 16. So his mother, the, the, his mother was 15, Reggie, and his father was 16. He's like one. His son was one when he got the match. Yes. yes, because he because he, he needed some way he could he needed to be out in the desert air. It's crazy. So uh at that time I would say there might have been uh he he's probably the only guy his age in Harlem who knew that there was a place called Vegas, let alone uh how to purchase a house. Mm. Let alone have the means by which to do so. Let alone that house be a mansion. Okay. Just to give you an idea of how extraordinarily gifted he was. Okay. Right? Extraordinary cat. Six. If you want to see that, you got to go and check out that um, Vlad TV. And I will. You know, you got me right it's now. dope. I, I will look at that tomorrow. It's dope. I, I promise you, it's unlike and anything. I, you sit on court, you try to do it, right? Yeah, it, yeah no doubt. When you do it, you'll be like, Jesus, mother man. Yo, I swear. But you know, I don't, I don't do hype. No, no, you I, I call it like it is. You don't cap. You keep yeah, it I don't do no capping. I call it like it is. No, no, straight, the truth is usually yeah. sufficient, man. You know what I mean? It's usually sufficient. If you tell the truth, you know the truth, you tell the truth, that's usually that's usually yeah. enough. It's good enough. <laughs> so, you gotta so make cool. shit up. You know what's so crazy? Your personality, how you really keep it 100. Would you interview an informant, a known informant? Uh, no. Damn. Oh. I wouldn't need Have I ever? Uh, I didn't ask... 
No. No, I have nothing but that. But you never know. Do I know them. Of course. Let me tell you something. I had I had one of my guys, um, <coughs> one of my dudes, one of my partners from Sex Money, right? Uh, Reach out through uh, someone that we know in common. This is a few years ago, and he said, "Yo, homie wants to talk to you to tell you what really happened." Now, I was very very disappointed in the brother because Sex Money. Before Pete brought the gang thing into it, whatever, whatever, we were very, very close. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we would do anything for each other. And, and it never would have occurred to us that anybody would have betrayed anybody. You know what I mean? And this particular one was, uh, he, was, a, he was a star uh, within our, our circle. And it never would have occurred to us that he would have gone the way he went. So... I I have not seen him or spoken to him since 1995, when you know he when it was revealed that he had gone bad, right? And he, I would I would really love to know, like, you know what I mean? But it's like. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I just yeah, couldn't bring myself to do it. Like, even on some, like, I, I'm not going to interview you, nothing like that, right? But it's like, when it was, I didn't expect it to be offered. But when, it, when, when that came to me, I was like, thinking about this for the first time. Um, and my heart was like, nah, I'm cool. Having nothing at all to do with you people out there. <laughs> I, if I lived my life based upon what I thought other people thought about me, I would certainly have died or went to prison a long time ago. I, I was properly esteemed. I was properly uh, validated by the people who actually mattered to me, the people who raised me, nurtured me, loved me, guided me. I didn't need anybody outside of my familiar unit to validate me or 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 or, or give me you know uh, the the stamp I didn't need that I stepped out with the stamp and that's why it didn't matter what nobody was doing I was just doing me I dressed my own way I moved solo if anybody moved with me they were moving with me you kind of fresh too man you stay fly Thank you, my brother. Every time I see you, you know, yo, say some shit he said, Kirk. He came with the the, uh, Louis Vuitton leather, right? I said, yo, man, who's over you a Kev? You know? God, he's just crazy. He said, he said, Gary, no disrespect to Kev. Kev from down south, man. He's not in my lane with this. He's, he's a fly nigga. He's getting a whole lot of money. He was after me. I've been doing this thing. I'm home. I said, pardon me. Guys, a good Jesus. He's not been doing it. No disrespect to Kev. That's your man. And that's your man. Yeah, that's your man. So, yeah, yeah. Bro, I can show you a picture of me right now at um, five years old. With a big gold medallion on my motherfucking neck. Yeah, that was a funny shit, bro. He said that. He said, Those are Like, I've been, I was born into this. I was born yeah, into this. Careful in the South, G. That's my man. He, he, he wore a lot of fly this. shit. I've been doing yeah, this. This ain't nothing to me. I, I was raised this way. I didn't know there was any other way. I, I hate you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, I mean, that's just the truth. No, no, no. But if, that's fine. Right. The thing is, people have preferred narratives, things they would prefer to believe. Especially when they have proximity to certain things. Because regardless of who they are or aren't, what they've done or haven't, if they have proximity, meaning they're close to something, 
and that thing has been validated, they are invested in that validation. Reality be damned. You understand? That is a low self-esteem thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now, people can negate that or whatever, whatever, but I'm going to tell you something about time. It tells all motherfucking truths. Can't all truths. So you can carry all the pretense and, 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 and fucking fantasy you want, but I guarantee you the truth will outlast you. Oh. Ain't no future in front. You said it a long time ago. So, you know, whatever. I like when you said that shit, though, with that old fly. Yo, this is my man. And so it's really clear. I ain't got no fucking issue with Kev. I never did. That's your man. I, just, I never had an issue with Kev. But I just said this was fly when you said it. Cause yeah, I, never. There's a couple guys I know who fly. Fly. Mo Blonde, Kev Chopper. You know when you killed that shit. I'm going to do that. This dude drives me crazy. This guy I'm going to you about. And I, I like him, but I love him. He has no respect for nobody. <laughs> what do you think about Charleston White, man? I love Charleston White. Oh, 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 White. Let me tell you a story. This? Yo, Kirk, he say anything. Let me tell you a story, bro. Out his mouth, Kirk. I'm going to tell you a story no how I met Charleston White. <laughs> now, bust, this is very recent. This is very recent. Oh, oh, this is very recent. Yo, holler at me, little homie. Holler, you better have read that book, too, motherfucker. You said, this is what I want. I know you busy burning the world down. You know what I mean? Remaking that motherfucker over. You keep doing what the fuck you doing. Um, I get a call from a cat that I know in uh, 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 Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, he does the podcast thing, right? Uh, I forgot the name of the particular podcast, but Urkel uh, uh, Full Circle is his uh, uh, app on IG. So he calls, he says, yo, I'm doing this thing. I'm having, you know, the sit down with Charleston White. And, um, you know, I had all these people that are coming, and somebody said to me, yo, you got to call Cabario. Cabario got to get involved with this. I mean, you know, he got to come in. You know what I mean? Sit down and talk to this motherfucker. You know what I mean? I'm crazy. Okay. <laughs> so, I, I go to this gathering, and there's about 40 people there. And I guess, like, from what I was listening to, what I was hearing... Is people doing radio shows, podcasts, you know, different people in, you know, the independent media. And uh, you could tell after homie came in, you know, he sat down, he, uh, you know, rolled up, you know, smoked a little bit, whatever, whatever. And I'm watching him, watching everybody, whatever. And um, you can tell that once people started once it started, and they started talking to him, you could tell that people had come in with preconceived notions and predetermined agendas, right? One thing for sure, they were looking to leverage the moment and looking for some virality. <laughs> um, and they definitely were, you know, going to give him their peace of mind. But he diffused that whole room. He came in there. Now y'all seen the the uh, I don't know what state you mad? What state were you in? This is Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay, cool. The mad Charleston White. <laughs> I saw. I met a uh, professor. Charleston White. <laughs> really? Smoking joints today. 
and they start asking the questions. He doesn't speak louder than this. He's like this the whole time. He's like this. He's talking like this right here. And they ask him questions. He's like, well, what that comes down to. See, I've gone to class and I you know, studied this thing. I have a degree in social science. So I did it. And I'm the same man. See, see, I'm a Machiavellian motherfucker. See, growing up in an actual gangster home, I was given uh, the prince of Machiavelli. I was given Mein Kampf by Hitler. Uh, every book that's ever been written on the mob, my mother gave me to read. As a little kid, right? I'm thoroughly indoctrinated in that, in that existence and everything connected to it. That's just the reality of it. Think what you want, but with all the people who have comments and all kinds of shit, you know, keyboard kamikazes, right? All the shit they got to say, what they should believe, and all that, whatever, whatever. Any motherfucker that has ever approached me in any Walmart, supermarket, airport, whatever, whatever, is always, yo, hey, so I guess none of the people who have anything derogatory or demeaning to say go anywhere. Because I go everywhere. And everybody I run into be like, hey, salute, salute, salute. So, in any case, um, I know what he's doing. And I know why I was brought in here. I was brought in here because it said, yeah, anybody gonna get him. Kavari gonna get him. <laughs> so this person says some stuff on him and it's right up there. So, bloody, bloody, bloody. Not that. He's like, oh, well, you know, the reason for something like that would be that, you know, there's people out there. <laughs> so I see what he's doing, right? So I sit there for the whole, probably two hours. I don't say a fucking word. Not one word. Nothing. The whole time I just sit there. Just watch. And listen. And read. When it's over, I walk up, I get over. And he smiles and gives it. I said, uh, they thought we were going to clash. I was brought here to behead you or something. I said, you keep doing what the fuck you do. That's it. He said, oh, word? I said, oh, word. He took a couple pictures together. Gave him information. It's my book. Check that out. First, I gave him 50 critical quotes. My training book. You know. And he was like, oh, cool, whatever. I said, wait a minute. Went to the car, came back. I said, he said, this is what I'm talking about. Now, the training book is thinner than this and half the, the height. Raised by wolves, it's this thick. This big. <laughs> He's like, that's what I'm talking about. Wait, wait, no, no, wait, 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 no. It is a little bit of a, but Charleston White is telling people to tell on people. Now, is he saying? No, he's saying that he's a he 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 tells on people. He's gonna tell. Y'all don't y'all y'all don't, don't get. It. He's all, uh, no, no, the no, is a bathroom. Excuse me, a commercial break. Well, wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. He's also, no, he's also going on record as saying that he's trying to start a snitch crew so that everybody should not be scared to tell because it will help things. Now, I don't have a dog in a fight about that, but I'm asking you because you are certified why that, like, how do you feel about that? That's kind of a... Okay, so mm -hmm. my, my feelings about that, based upon... What I've observed, and I've never seen anything that I didn't go like, like, because yeah. I overstayed. 
Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, in that interaction, he explains that the Charleston White Chelsea is a character. That's a character. He said, I made that character up. He said, had I not made that character up, Nobody none of you would be in here right now. You wouldn't be in here right now. I made that character up. Because prior to that, nobody was listening. Because he's Uncle Ruckus. Nobody was listening. <laughs> he's like, oh, shit, nobody's listening. He's crazy. Right? So it takes a lot of courage to do what he did. It also says that I don't need your approval. I just need you to fucking listen. Mm. The impact that he will ultimately have on this fucked up, uh, 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 destructive-ass, jackass-backward fucking culture that they have... You know, swapped out for supposedly you know youth culture is going to be so profound when people finally see uh, you know ten years from now what it really comes out to. People do not have vision. Everything is right here, right, right here. This is far they can think, right here, right here, right here. That's why they make the kinds of decisions that constantly get them in situations, and they'd be like, oh, oh, I got here. Because you didn't think about, you know, the uh, the version of you that's uh, 18 months older. You didn't think about that guy. Mm-hmm. You didn't think about what that guy might want, what condition he might desire to be in. Right? Mm-hmm. So, he is telling people everything opposite of what popular culture is telling them. Because mm-hmm. we're already seeing what popular culture is doing. Popular culture is driving us right into the fucking ground. Mm-hmm. We're doing more damage than any uh, racist... Uh, supremacist institution to anywhere has ever been able to do. Mm-hmm. So what he's saying is fuck all of that. You know, it's just like Vlad with the questions that he may ask. You can hear what I'm saying. You ain't gotta listen, motherfucker. <clears throat> you ain't gotta do anything I'm telling you to do. But what I'm telling you ultimately is you can think for your motherfucking self. They're saying that, I'm saying this. I'm telling you, I don't have to go with what they're saying. And if you don't want to, you don't have to either. So you do not have to be a pill-popping, lean-drinking, gun-toting, gun-random-shooting motherfucker who uh, doesn't care about the impact that he's having on his goddamn life in the community. You don't have to be that. You can do something else and still be you. There needs to be a counter to that fucking culture, bro. There needs to be something that's saying, yo, um... This shit is not sustainable, my nigga. You, you, how, how many pills you think you can pop before you go pop? Mm-hmm. Uh, there you go. On. And on that, it's a bathroom break. It's accountability. <laughs> he, he's about count- yeah, accountability. He's official, smart as hell. Hey, you all smart. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just paying. I'm just paying attention. That's a fun. But Charleston White is going to be crazy. But that's a fun. That's a let me tell you, let me tell you, he's super funny. Like, he, he, you can't like he's smart. Oh, he's super smart. I don't always agree with he how he's saying what he's saying, but what he be saying makes a lot of sense. I like, respect the man. It's like accountability. That's right. He's just that's that's right. Right. take accountability. That's right. Because motherfuckers are quick to say things and go along with what's being said, but the accountability is not even there. It's like. I'm going to go along and sing along, whatever, whatever. But when the repercussions come, I'm going to step back and say, he, he, he said it. That wasn't me. I'm not with the shits. I didn't know what the shits is. You know what I mean? 99.9% of motherfuckers is running around talking all that crazy shit. And nobody, nobody put it in that. You could smack. 
fire out of them, they won't do fuck shit. But it's only because we, I've done it. We are at where we at in the age that we at with these social media platforms that he's able to do that. He do that back in the days. Nope. Couldn't do that back. Nope. Nah. Mm. They would have got him. Yeah. <laughs> they would have got him yeah. because the idea of a counterculture to what he's been saying still existed. That idea no longer exists. That's why he's getting away with it, brother. Obviously, something's something's changed or. Or the fact that something wasn't what it was is now revealed. Maybe it never changed. I don't think it ever changed because it never was. Never was. It was just something that motherfuckers bought into and figured, I mean, I could say these things, perpetuate these things, you know, adorn myself in such a way that it, it, it is reflective of these ideas and beliefs and not have to really deal with the repercussions of this actual lifestyle. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just playing along. Yeah, we I, got, mean, we got I got, I got to do something. This is what I'm doing. At yeah. some point, we got to take the blinders off. That's right. We got to take the blinders That's off. That's right. Otherwise, it's gonna crash. I mean, is this the reason why our music really hasn't evolved in the last That's right. five years? That's right. I mean, because when we have, when we think about the '80s era, one of the golden ages of music, you know, as a musician, you know, I think about how hip hop really hasn't evolved with nope. its message to the floor. No, nope. hip hop is doing this. One foot nailed to the floor. <laughs> That's what Bob is doing, just like that. That's what he's doing. Hopping and puffing and sweating. Right. So it's like, I know I'm working, because I'm hopping, puffing and sweating. But if you looked up, motherfucker, you would see that this is, you're going to the circle. All right. Going to the motherfucking right. circle, man. Okay. Moving on, y'all. Let me ask you a question. Yo, Vlad, tell the world in the best way you can. Black. I'm not Vlad, but no, 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 I apologize for I mean, that, just, that just came out. I'm thinking of something you said about Vlad, but that's okay. Hey, I, don't, hey, no, hey, no, don't edit that. I don't want that. I'm thinking about something you said about Vlad that threw me off about the people telling themselves you schooled me. He was absolutely right. So moving along, tell the world what's your next move, Kavario. Um, well, we're gonna we're gonna take Vlad to another level. Okay, for sure. Uh, you got 5.2. I don't for know sure. what the next level is. 5.2 million subscribers. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's about, see, see, but you got to understand, that's on YouTube. That's mm -hmm. on YouTube, right? Yeah. So the next level would be creating your own platform. That would be the next level. <laughs> Establishing uh, a, enough of a, uh, a revenue stream and uh, a brand that you have the opportunity to create your own, you know, distribution platform. Not not subject to the, 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 the rules or regulations of, of a platform that is controlled by somebody else. You know, so funny because... You know, somebody could just click a thing and be like, uh, you know, no more black TV on YouTube. Oh, no, they do that. They control that shit. I don't, you know what's so funny? I used to not like going live. I like going live now. Because Ron used to tell me, you have to create your own legacy. Big face, you're a brand. I used to hate going live. I do it not. Why? Like it. Because I felt like, I don't know, at first... Kavari, I don't know. I just, I was a private person. I don't know what it was. To be I'm being a client. I didn't know. And my man Kirk said, you're a star since you know you're going to be on TV. Then Ron said, people love you. Look, when you talk, they love you. So I started. Oh, people have to love you. Now I like you're it. You're a lovable motherfucker. Yeah, now I like it. So when you say create a brand, that's what I do. I'm trying to create a brand. Like my friend, Mr. Kirk, give me advice, Ron, because a lot of shit I don't like. Like, I'm switching to something. I want to wait to the end, but I'm going to give you an example. Something happened that almost ruined our friendship. That Benzino shit was ridiculous. <laughs> you know why? First of all, I know you. Number two, 
people do anything for views. If you look at my show, I don't do anything for views. I know. I got I got a standard on how I live my life. It'll bite your ass. But I wanted to, and I remember Cavario, before we even had that little seven minute argument, you said, Gary, I don't really give a fuck about the internet. So my word to you is, because at first, but I'm gonna be honest with you, I got super tough skin. But if they come after me, I'm coming after you. So I kind of know how you felt. But my question to you is, how did you and Benzino fight that shit off? That sucker shit they was doing, man. Because Benzino was flipping. You was calm. You ain't say nothing. Why would I? But he was blacking. But you ain't say nothing. But he did. You know, I'm going to tell you the, the, the difference between Ray and me is... Right, the difference between Ray and me is that um, you said Ray. I forgot it was Ray. Yeah, yeah. I, I never. <laughs> you killed me. You just killed me right there. Yeah. That nigga, he's superficial. Yeah. Yeah. I know Kurt, but he said Ray. Yeah. Yeah. I never. He would, I, anybody who has been, been around us to tell you, I've never called him Benzino. <laughs> Benzino is a name that came out of '80s. You know. Uh, Outside of the where where the culture originated, you know how, right? The, the shit started here, right? Our terminologies, the things that we established as cool and all that stuff, established here. As those things and the culture proliferated outward, they get incorporated into the pre-existing cultures of wherever they go, right? And the things that those cultures in those places, whether it's uh, North Carolina or uh, Boston or whatever, whatever is already in their culture, when they get what comes from our culture, whatever their culture already prioritizes or makes important, that that they pull from our culture, although it might be peripheral to our culture, it's what they magnify and make central. Do you follow? Is that clear? Okay. So... In the era that RSO and the precursors of RSO came about, these young Boston dudes, you know, looking at what's happening in New York and like, yo, it's popping in and all that, whatever, whatever, and they got a cool thing popping, all that, whatever. Um, they had things that they could see made sense in terms of why they were popular. There were things that was popular here that from the place it all started that when by the time it got to them, it was like, well, don't really understand, not really connected with that. But, you know, everybody, Benzes, niggas talk about Benzes. So, I'm Benzino. <laughs> That's, that, now, I'm not telling you that that is, because I don't know, I don't know if I've ever asked him how he came up with that. But understanding the way that I understand uh, culture and, and cultural, uh, you know, development and, you know, um, the way that things, you know, go, how words get changed. I'm like, in Baltimore, back when I was in Baltimore in the 80s and the 90s, when the motherfucker said bippin', that meant they were sniffing dope. Bippin' is some cool shit now. <laughs> the word is, just, somehow... From one generation to another, you saw my little kids right. hearing their older people talk about it and not understanding the context because it's adult language. Trans they translated into what they could make it make sense of because they saw there's reverence when they speak about it. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, it's reverence because this this guy that you're looking at, he's a dope fiend. 
he cool, he getting money, whatever, but he's a dope fiend. So yeah, he has reference for this thing that he fuck with. So you're picking up on what it is that he is finding cool or that is important to him, and he's important to you, so you're paying attention but not understanding. So when you say it, it's whatever is important to you now. Whatever makes you feel the way you felt like he was feeling when he was saying it, now that's what it means to you. Right. You understand? So that's why I, I, I'm not... I, Benzino, it, it, it just sounded like, you know, it's, I'm not saying <laughs> But the reason I got to go back to something is because I, said right. I know I'm not getting that crazy. <laughs> I'm not big on the internet because if you see my show, my show's growing slowly, but it's growing decently. But because I won't say anything, uh, fuck Cavario, he's not a good father. Oh my God, I get views. I don't do that. I why, do you think, why do you think people are drawn? No, that's why I'm about to ask you that. I'm asking you because I'm not big on this. Look at me, social media. I don't. None of my friends really do it, but I'm trying to do it for my show a little I've bit. I've never seen you on IG. I don't do that shit, that much. They tell you they battling me. Do you have? I don't. Do you have an IG? Yeah, I do. I just. I'm just being. Honest. I'm getting better at it, Kavari. I'm being honest. So my question to you is, they try to take your soul, and you didn't let them take it. And I want you to tell the world First how you handle with benzene. I'm some sucker shit, bro. You 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 can't take what you didn't give. Mm. The internet people, uh, people on the internet, didn't give me anything. The internet didn't make me. Uh, my whole life, I built, you know, uh, in the real world. I was already completely fucking me, not just in the street, but in the industry, before the internet existed. I did Don Diva before the internet existed. Yes, you did. You right about mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, you can't take anything from me. You motherfuckers just got here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's ridiculous. So, when I hear about this, right, I had just gotten off the road, I think, coming from here, having driven back, you know, 12 fucking hours, Back to my house in South Carolina. I had just seen you. You were right. here. That's right. It was in a couple right. of juice bars. Right. So I, I was, I, I'm, I'm tired as a motherfucker, right? I get in. I, you know, get in, get in the bed. It's like fucking 11 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to bed. I get a call from somebody. I can't remember who it was. And they were like, yo, you see this stupid shit on the fucking internet? I was like, what internet? You know, the, the, the shit with benzene or whatever, whatever. I, I had no idea what they talking about whatsoever. None. Right? So, I was like, uh, nah, 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 I'm going to sleep. Right? I just got down going to sleep. Okay, cool. So, I, I, I wake up maybe two hours later. And I get a, a call from, on my older phone, from, I think, um, from uh, Choke. Choke knows your right? Uh, so, I've known Choke. I know Choke forever from doing the Don Deeper thing. He, he used to kind of be around in Def Jam back in the day, too, right? He got this Rockefeller thing he won't let right? go. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, but Choke, man, I love you, man. You got to let that shit go, right? <laughs> you don't do nothing but rock your Ferrari, good Jesus. I mean, you know, I mean, it's when, 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 Jesus. when somebody has prioritized something in their mind, mm-hmm. You you might not be see. There have been plenty of people who had this, they had they were like a dog with a bone, and people were like, "Man, forget about it. It's nothing that." And then kaboom! He got so much other talent. He got so you can't, people not. You can't tell you can't tell a man what he can what he can and cannot do. You're right. You're right. What he can and cannot make happen because when when your belief 
is 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 sufficient. He really you lied. can do any motherfucking thing. I don't give a fuck what anybody else says. Just because somebody else can't see your vision doesn't mean that your vision yeah. is blind. Ain't visible. Right. You did. Right. So right. I agree with you on that. Dude, if that's what you, if you throwing your your lot in with that, rock out. Just be prepared for it to do what it do or do what it don't. So I get so I, I get up and, and choke call it. So I was like, yo, what's up? He said, yo, you seen this shit um on the internet? Uh some shit with you and Zeno at the hotel, whatever. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you talk. I hadn't probably seen Ray at that point. I probably hadn't seen him in 18 months. You know what I mean? Like, we talk from time to time, but I'm busy as a motherfucker, you know what I mean? And he he running all over the place trying to get to what he can get to. So, I'm like, I, what, what? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, I have no idea what you could be referencing. So, he goes, I'm going to send it to you. So, he sends it to me. And I'm like, I have no idea what this is. Uh, Still bugging. I don't know. I'm looking at this video. I don't know what this is. Doesn't occur to me that cops wear cameras. Yes. That doesn't occur to me at all. Right? So I'm looking, I'm like, and I see Ray, and I'm like, that that's not me. Because I my mind, I have no recollection of this interaction. That's because it was four years before that. Jesus. Damn. Somebody trying to get views. Like I tell you, fuckery. So I'm like, I'm like, I remember this. Okay, so I know what this is about. I'm like, uh, so what what's the deal? What what's going on? He said, nigga, someone, you and him got caught in the hotel. I'm like, we we didn't get caught. What What are you talking about? Like I, I, I don't get I don't get the reference I don't get the inference. Why don't you went crazy for you? I said when he explained to me he said oh he said y'all was in there whatever I said I bust out fucking laughing. I said what juvenile fucking delinquent preoccupied with his own homosexual motherfucking tendencies of late homosexual came up with this fuck shit and how do you get that? From this, that shit was crazy. How do you get that from this? Ron said that. What are you Who, fucking retarded? Hanging out, Kirk and Who made this room. up? Ron a and child. Share room, me, Kylie, share room. That shit was bullshit. A child. Ron, 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 Ron cheap. Ron, yeah, yeah. Ron is cheap. Ron, Ron is not gonna go get one room. Gary, we gonna get a baby. I'll share with Kirk. We ain't gay. Ron gonna share it. That was so cool. We said that. White hundred said that. They really white hundred went crazy. I never. White hundred went crazy for you. He said, "Motherfucker." Shout
said, you got some thing going on, G. I was sitting there calling. Oh, That's a weird real. Connie will lay down. Only, <laughs> only a real sucker. That was whoever did that was a sucker. That was a sucker. Not. That was a sucker. You know what I mean? That was a not, sucker. Not like. That was a real sucker. That. You know, like, yo, go sit, go chill, nigga. Right. You know what I mean? Only right. a real sucker. I've done you that. You should never fuck with a nigga if right. he ever tried to block. God, I had this on my crew. No, I go downstairs. Kurt, Cotty, Rob, like, Ron the cheap. Ron like getting two rooms when we don't have to get two rooms. No. Shout out to Benzino for being a legend. Yes, shout out to Benzino. And being the father of a superstar. Yeah. God bless him and his daughter. Let's get Bezo clap. They were trying to come. We fought through that shit. So bust it now, bust it. So, you know, I uh when I get on it, like Choke was like, yo, get on um get on the live with me, man. And um, you know, and, and talk about this shit, whatever. So, you know, I'm I'm like, I I, I get that I, cause I don't give a fuck. I don't now I go back to sleep. I'm I'm sitting out here in my home in these beautiful fucking woods, in this beautiful, you know, the suburb of fucking house. SC in my beautiful fucking home. You think I'm concerned about a bunch of motherfuckers uh, living in rat and roach infested fucking ten minutes talking about what you're fucking? Are you out your fucking mind? Man. If I was preoccupied with that kind of shit again, I would not be here. Trying to get their views up. Man, and please. I'm really big face Gary. My show please. growing. I'm not doing shit to hurt people's feelings to get my views up. We don't do that. We earn our keep. You gotta man. understand something. Earn our keep, you gotta man. understand something. If you build your foundation or build your thing on shit, it will collapse. This internet shit does not go away. So if you're gonna get on a screen and disparage established, respected fucking men, anybody who's ever said anything disparaging about me, like I told you before, I have never seen it. I have never watched a second of it. I have no morbid curiosity to see or hear a motherfucker say something demeaning or disparaging about me or my character that doesn't even fucking know me, has never stood before me, and if they got any motherfucking sense, they would never stand before me. And on my show, and on my show, the Big Things Gavin Show, you heard the story with that bullshit Benzino shit. I said it, we said it, you heard it on the Big Face Gavin Show. Now, how's your prison work going? I know you're big on that. Oh man, um, we uh, Healthy Routines is the name of my nonprofit organization. Okay, cool. Right, and uh, I started this. Uh, me and my brother founded it. My, my wife uh, is the nuts and bolts of it. Uh, she's the director. She she's a, she's 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 a um, uh, international. Uh, she works for an international corporation that uh, she solves problems. I'm talking about like like everywhere. We've been to you know uh, I've been to fucking Warsaw, Poland. With her, uh, with this shit, you know what I mean? Okay. With her job, you know, they, they, they pay for every day. So just go, your, I just go. You know what I mean? So I be touring, I be doing tourist shit, but she, she's up in the motherfucking, you know, uh, up in the office, you know, telling them how they need to do what they need to do, right? <laughs> and um, you know, we have established this thing with uh, seven, seven HBCUs now okay. in South Carolina. So what happens is um, these HBCUs, they, they, they provide. Um, accredited courses that um, um, provide the uh, real college degrees uh, to incarcerated citizens, mm. and um, the, the the education is completely paid for, even if you don't finish it before you get out. Which the likelihood of someone—I mean, it, it could happen—but the likelihood of them not finishing before they get out is not great because they give you up ass full of time, and, and <laughs> so you got plenty of time. 
Um, and you got to do eighty five percent. And oh, so, um, God, Jesus. yeah, they they working on getting that getting that reduced. You know what I mean? Because they burying brothers out there. Like we get people like I have a friend named. But that's what's happening. That's what's happening. You know, we, we're just expanding it. Um, the Mind Plug Academy, okay. which is my that's my um um independent arm. Uh, my wife and I have created a curriculum that um, focuses on um, interpersonal and intrapersonal skills, mm -hmm. right? Which is what's largely missing from our community, and and that is what leads to so many um, ex like things taken to the fullest extreme because cats don't know how to manage themselves and they don't know how to manage their interactions. You know, so you know things get said, things get misunderstood, uh, feelings get hurt. And next, you know, people are doing things that make no fucking sense, that aren't taken in consideration what condition uh, the 34-year-old version of your 17-year-old ass, you know, wants for his life. So here you are, 17, you're making these stupid-ass decisions because you haven't been given this training to teach you to think critically, to take into consideration what you not just want now, but what you want ultimately, right? Okay. And this, this, the Mind Plug Academy is about teaching brothers how to... Uh, comport themselves to uh, manage themselves in a way that society will allow them to remain in society. You know what I mean? And um, it's it's a skill set that is largely missing from the experience of being a young black or brown person in any city. You know, in this country, and cats don't really get to sit down and really focus and really think and you know consider and stuff like that until. They're sitting on the other side of a fucking wall, some goddamn weird, you know, with 50 fucking years in front of them. You know? So we're trying to prevent that. I have a question, like, I have a friend named Bourne, he owns two, you know Bourne, who owns two, on 12, and I own yeah. 34. He so, did a lot of time, but he has a degree. This guy is smart. Why they don't let, they shut that program? Kovari, is there something you could do or try to start? They don't let these guys get a degree when they come. Look what Bourne, they came, I got two juice bars now. Because he, he knew how to do business. They don't give degrees in jail no more. That's what I'm trying to tell you. They stopped it. When are they gonna bring this back? You think? Or somebody, think? somebody, somebody, run it back. Uh, what I just said. You said that, but you didn't say it. He just, he just yeah. said. But you that's, said that's that, what, but I don't what, think. Okay, well, okay, well, okay, well, you know what? It went, over, it went over my head. Okay, I, I, it went over my head a little bit. Okay, but you said it that way. But I, I, let me say from what I want to say. These guys need to do that because at least when they come home. Education is key, bro. Yeah, yeah. They have the key. See, yeah. the thing is, a lot of people make. It's all good. A lot of people make. They make the decisions they make based upon the limit of their insight, the limit of their understanding, the limit of the information that they have. You know, cats, if they, if they knew better, they would do better. Mm -hmm. There aren't enough examples being set for them. You know what I mean? That's why it's so important for people like myself and other credible messengers that have had experiences and have made the kinds of choices that these guys, there are but so many choices to make in the street. There's but so many choices, right? right? And once you've made them, it's just varying degrees of the same choices. More of this, less of that. But there are but a few choices, maybe a dozen choices that you make in the street. And no matter how long you're in the street, um, you're going to just go through a cycle of these choices over and over again. Yeah. Once you get to a certain age, like when you are, uh, say, when you're 13. When I was 13 and I started out, um, I, all I wanted was, you know, to, you know, just, to, I liked clothes. I was a serial dresser. You know what I mean? So I spent thousands of dollars on my clothes, right? Um, so, you know, uh, that's what you're thinking. You're not thinking about, you know, preparing for mortgages, preparing for college tuitions for children you don't yet have. You're not thinking about 
um, securing your, your, your legacy, securing the children of the children that you haven't had yet. Um, you're not thinking about getting in, making as much money as you can before anybody knows you're there, getting out and establishing yourself a, a legitimate lifestyle. You're not thinking about none of that stuff. You're thinking about the immediate concerns of a young person to the degree that they understand what the world's about. I gotta be fresh. And once, once I was like, okay, you know, I mean, I was, I was raised fresh. So I wanted to be able to, to provide that for myself. So, okay, boom, I'm providing that for myself. Well, you're fresh, you know, so you got you to be able to jump in the OJ, you know what I mean? Touch class, you know what I mean? Pull up in the, pull up in the, in the, in the 98. So somebody who, you know, I'm catching what you're saying. So what do you tell about somebody, I personally grew up with bought four houses of clothes already? What happened? What do you tell somebody you grew up who bought four houses worth of clothes? Four houses worth of clothes. You look catch what I'm saying, I'm going to say it again. Serial dresser. Yes. He spent over four houses worth of clothes. Right. That fucker right there. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I mean, like a serial dresser. The thing is, man. Serial dresser. It's the same. It's, it's the same. Jesus. This is what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking and about. And smart as hell. This is what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. You can be smart and not know a fucking thing. You gotta hear I'm talking about the house worth of clothes, girl. You can be smart and be ignorant as fuck. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, so this is this is the thing. If if you are as you grow, and you you only know what you know, so you, you your locus of concern is limited to what you know. As a young teen, it's about personal presentation. Then, I'm sorry, okay, you can't be standing around um, fresh as a motherfucker. So you got to go places. You need you need a way to get to and fro. So for us, back in uh, you know early early eighties, late seventies, it was. Um, touch a class, pull up in the touch a class. Oh you know what I'm saying? Um, you, you gotta go, you gotta go get your smoke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and you know, call the class. You know, put it on, put the car on, oh, got the music on, oh, 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 you know, for a <laughs> twenty fucking hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, at twenty five dollars an hour, got you know, everywhere, right? Go everywhere. Hold on, what do you say, yo? You're from Queens. Yeah. Yo, what you talking about? We yeah. call them system camps. Oh, did you call them? What do we call them? Okay, let's check, let's check. We call them system cabs. System cabs. I never heard we that. We call them yeah, system cabs. Okay, and you, grab, you get the cab, same thing. But these the were these, were these luxury the vehicles. They were regular cars, but they had the good. We had limo. We had limo. Limo. Let me let me let me let me let me put this let me put this upon because I'm the senior in this building. Let me let me. You're right. You don't care. So this what this this what these cars had these seats that were like. Uh, a posturepedic mattress. Oh, okay. it's crushed velvet. Crushed velvet. Yeah. Oh, he said, yeah. he said, this motherfucker, yeah. motherfucker got out, walked over, <laughs> opened the door for you. You, 14 years old, and you go and you get in that motherfucker, you sit back, it's like this motherfucking couch. The 98s. Like the 98s. Oh, that's yeah. what the that, yep, The jacked up. Yeah. You got the white wall tires, smoke yes. rims, yeah. sunroof, you know. Uh, 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 electric windows. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Not roll down, which no, was normal. Right, right, right. And a system. And, and a system. And 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 an eight track player in that motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, <laughs> right? And so you know you pull up, you pull up to the T connection, you pull up to uh to uh to the fever. Oh, you know what I mean? T connection. Right. What's that? That's my shit. I remember that T connection. I know I'm young. What was that yeah. at? I'm not talking about the, that. The, uh, uh, T connection. Fuck, I can't remember. Oh, somebody? It was a problem. Okay. I heard of that shit. Um, it, 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 it was uptown. It was uptown. Fever in the I can't remember the exact what the fucking name of that. What's the name of that street? 98. It, it'll, it'll come to you. 
Um, T Connection, uh, Garage, uh, um, uh, Jerome Skate Rink, okay. which eventually became years later um, Skate Fever. Okay. Who said that? Skate No, Jerome Skate Rink became Skate Fever. Okay. Right. So it was connected to Disco Fever. <laughs> okay. Um, you know these these kinds of places. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Bro International, shit like that. So, okay, now you're riding around in this car, whatever, this and the other. And now you're thinking, okay, uh, well, shit, I, I want to drive my own joint. I want to drive my own joint. So, now your your locus of concern is is greater. You know what I mean? Because when you come out the club, you know, uh, if, if you didn't hold the car, you might tell a nigga, look, I'm going to be in the club for about three hours. Go do what you do. Yeah. Come back and, and, get, and pick me up. You come out, you know, you don't want to wait. You know what I mean? So now you want to get your own joint. So now it's okay. I'm buying cars now. That that requires me to get deeper invested in this this endeavor, right? Stepping the game up, getting to more money so I can do more shit. Well, you can't be fresh to death, riding around in a nice car, and you ain't got no motherfucking, you know, shines because that's not the example that was set for you. So now you gotta get the shots. That's that fly right? shit, G. That you G can't be. Was on Bronx with that. Huh? G. Bronx, Bronx with that. That's right. Cause uh, my 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 older brother used to live in Bronx with Paulding. Two sixteen Bronx with Paulding. Got him. Um, um, fly G. In so, the morning we gonna talk about you. So so <laughs> so now so now you you got you got the fly clothes. You know what I mean? You you rocking you rocking Bally's, Playboys. You got on the motherfucking overlaps. Or the, uh, uh, the double knits, whatever, whatever. Sure. You know what I'm saying? You got on the suede <laughs> front. You know what I mean? Um, you know, you got your chain. <coughs> you got, you know, um, you got your, uh, your your car. You know, got your jewelry. Uh, well, you know, you, you you can't be all of this and not have a pocket full of motherfucking money. So that, now you got to do more. You got to do more now. And that's how it happens. But none of this is thinking past... This. Next, right. you know, this. What's the, what's you know what I'm saying? Or as you said before, nobody was yeah, not passing notes. Nobody was investing. Nobody's buying business. Nobody right. thought of that. Now, see the thing: the people who came before me, uh, they, you know, I, in my in my block, 16th Street, my brother owned a, 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 a grocery store. Uh, Bernard owned the grocery store. My mother owned the game room and a pool pool table. Like you know, game room was. Pinball back then. There was no there was no video, video games. games right? This was pinball and pool tables. Nats on 114th Street and um and 8th Avenue. Um we had businesses all around. But nobody was saying, you know, do this. It was like you're you're around it, whatever, whatever. Nobody's explaining the nuts and bolts of this or the importance of this. So it seems like uh, for a kid, it's like, well, I want to do the things that are most fun to do. Right. So what's most fun is to go out, make money, spend the money, have fun, enjoy yourself, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and nobody's thinking about being tethered to a fucking business all day. Right. Right? So my generation fell away from that. I, I did have stores, but I didn't take it seriously. I didn't take it seriously. It was just something, you know, um, get my son's mother out of my fucking head. Yeah, here, here's your store. You work that. Mind your business all day, not mine. Right. Right? But I wasn't thinking about, you know, the future. I wasn't thinking about, and this is this is something that when I, I speak to a lot of my 
mentees, uh, I tell them, think about, and it's an exercise, and, and I'm, I'm suggesting anybody who's watching this, do this exercise. Whatever age you are, think about the 20-year-older-than-you version of you, right? So say if you are 20, think about 40-year-old you, right? Wake up tomorrow and start a journal. But the journal is um, not 2023, but 2043. Because barring any tragedies, 2043 is coming. One day you will be 40-year-old you. And right as 40-year-old you, right? Yeah, man, I woke up today, man, I was so blessed. I woke up today in my home here on the, um, the French Riviera, man, uh, overlooking the uh, ocean, you know, man. And um, I'm so excited because I just got my pilot's license yesterday, and I'm going to get to actually, you know, fly my helicopter off of my roof tomorrow and go to the Clearport and get my, um, you know, G-17 <laughs> and be able to fly my, you know, fly my family to, uh, to Paris, to, uh, to, uh, to New York, to, or L.A. to go shopping for the day, whatever, whatever. And it's, it's so, you know, so extraordinary. Whatever it is that you want to have as a life, it doesn't matter where you are right now. 20 years from now, this is your life. And think about that person and that person's condition and practice that every day. Write a paragraph. Add on. Add on to that. If you struggle with writing whatever your, imagine, your imagination come up with, if you struggle with using your imagination and writing this out, just imagine how hard you're going to struggle with actually making it fucking happen. Because your imagination will cost you nothing. And if you resist writing your most wildest fantasy is your reality, then you better believe that you are not working towards creating the condition that you, uh, as you string up and head out, stuff your joint in your waist, and put the packs in your pocket, your pocket, and go out and whatever, you can best believe that you are not working towards this outcome that you kind of uh, amorphously, you know, kind of like, you know, smoke kind of, you know, imagine being and, you know, yeah, and it's going to be like this, that, and the other, whatever, whatever. You're not really working towards that like you think you are. If you can't sit down and do this exercise and write it like, like tomorrow is, you know, uh, February 2nd, 2043, and man, life is so fucking good, man. Like, I can't believe, man, you know, I just fucking purchased Madison Square Garden, you know what I'm saying? The first time I'm going to do is throw a big-ass motherfucking party, you know what I mean? Like Big Meech did in Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? It's free everything, animals everywhere. Like, whatever the fuck you want. Whatever you want. But this is how you begin to develop the kind of focus that goes beyond your immediate concerns. Because if you're not doing that, then you're doing the other thing. And the other thing is not thinking about nothing but tomorrow. Tomorrow. And what is that concern? That concern is uh, whether they're going to like my posts tomorrow. So i got to go and put myself at risk so I can do a dope post tomorrow. And everybody else is doing it, so you're encouraged to do that. But everybody else is also going to be fucked up because they're not thinking about the future. They're not operating in a way that takes into consideration that barring any tragedies, motherfucker, it's coming. So the other day I thought, I said, damn, I'm so, so heartfully thankful for 30-year-old me who decided, you know what? No, going back, I'm thankful for uh, 23-year-old me who said, yo, I don't want to eat animals' flesh anymore. I don't want to eat meat anymore. And I'm thankful for 28-year-old me who said, yo, I, I don't 
I don't need to be involved with a bunch of fucking women. I need one good one, and that's that. And I'm thankful for 30-year-old me that said, um, you know what? I'm done. I don't, I don't want to be doing that 31, but I was doing that 13. So, uh, think about it. Now, I see you working on, how was your, how was your experience on a paid and full set too? I see you was chilling out. Shout out to Dane. Shout out to Dane, that's my man. Everybody know that's my boy right there. That's your man. That's my main man. That's my man. I love him. my boy. So, crazy so, um, Lou Sims, shout out to Lou Sims. If you haven't caught it yet, check out the Lou Sims interview on Vlad TV. Just started uh, doing the, um, uh, releasing the episodes, whatever. Um, Lou called and said, yo, um, we over here uh, in Jersey on the Payton Full set, Payton Full 2 set. I said, okay, cool. He said, um, you coming through? I said, yeah, I'm coming. He said, um, um, call Huey, Unique. Uh, I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to hit him right now. We're going to hit over there. So, you know, I shot over there right then. And um, Unique came shortly afterwards. And they had the, the uh, and, oh, and OG Danny was over there. Shout out to OG Where, Danny. Where was y'all at? OG, um, we were in Jersey. I, I, oh, you did it in Jersey. Yeah. yeah. So um, the the BBS boys, the BBS boys were were, mm -hmm. were our hosts. So they were doing these interviews, right, in front of um, um, uh, an MPV, kind of like the one. It was a four wheel drive. Like when I, I, I had the first four wheel drive MPV that, that hit oh, me. I had, I had me four wheel drive. I, 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 I bought in '89. I bought the '90. The '90 was the first year it was four wheel drive. I had a '93. Which yeah, I, I had the beige leathers with the. Yeah, I had the, I had the beige leather. Yeah. With well, the, um, relax. Just, I the had sun, two. <laughs> with the sun. We had the two wheel drive. And the BBs. And the I had the four wheel drive. I had the two wheel drive. I had the four. This was garbage. Two wheel drive is a little boy shit. I had two of them. I've got big boy cars now. I've got some nice cars now. That's garbage. Garbage. No two wheel drivers. That means we gotta push you out the snow. That's right. All we're driving in a Mustang. Yeah, 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 yeah. I used to ski. I used to ski heavily. I needed. That's what I did. Four-wheel drive. I, I can't get stuck now. Oh no, no! I just said that to you. You got two machines now. You I got machines. Well, anyway, so that was what it's like. So, it's a, so yeah, and um, the BBS boys had joints in there with a Bimmy's car, and Bimmy had a uh, 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 Queen. Uh, Bimmy, you talking about Bimmy from Queen? Yeah, yeah, that five. That's five. It's uh, the uh, it's uh, it was a. 63 coupe, uh, 63 coupe, um, probably about a 19 or something like that, mm -hmm. bubbly on the big. Um, you have BBs, like on, you have BBs on your BBs? Uh, uh, yes. You have the real BBs in, the real, yeah. not the fake yeah. shit they're doing that. Well, uh, they didn't have fake, fake Back to the era, they did it, you're right. Yeah, now they, they make replicas, you're right. So 17 inch uh, BBs. Uh, if they did, I didn't know nothing about them. Um, they, they were not known, and that wasn't something you talk about. Like, if you were if doing you something fake the back then, Right, um, you didn't talk you, about it. Yeah, you you didn't talk about it because niggas would, would, would admonish you for that. Like, right? yeah. shout out to Ron too. You doing? I'm gonna keep it with my man. My man work van that he get money in has BBs. He's embarrassed. He says, I got BBs. I'm playing myself. <laughs> <laughs> this is nice. He, it, it was a, he got a good deal on him, but that his work van. But he hate that shit. Yo, I hate yo, BBs. Yo, uh, Gary is one of the most inappropriate people that I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, you know what they do to me? Yo, they be killing me. You think it's easy for me? They kill me regular. Tim, him, they, they don't. These my friends, they don't care. We have no filter. So, so don't think I don't do shit they don't do to me. So, so I'm Haitian. That's, that's one way. That's one way. Because you just imagine if if y'all didn't do that and, and keep him, you know, grounded. Oh, they just can't imagine. Be 
My mama was filthy. Hold on. He told me years yeah. ago I was a star. My mama was filthy. I, I deserve half the shit I get. I'm an asshole. I admit that. But I love my friends. And but I know. I can tell that. But I know when to stop too. I don't beat a dead horse. Right. You know. So hold up. So I gotta go because you, you, like I said, man, I enjoyed this interview almost better than the first. Shit, time. I gotta go. You ain't leaving. Fuck. You came late. Yeah, I did. Yeah, so it ain't you. I was scheduled one time. I gotta be an early. You gotta ask about mom. BMF. Hold and I'm gonna go to Wiggle them. I got a couple more. If you know, I ain't gonna have to do it though. Huh? No, no, no. So no, 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 no. Wrong, right? What do you think about the BMF? I love that show, the BMF series on Stars. And I'm gonna do two for one because you can handle it. How do you feel about that BMF story on Stars? And have you spoken to me since you had that con? That was incredible. That shit you did. The phone um, combo. I'm giving two and one. The about the show. Which one? This is the last time. Oh, you had a cover. I'm talking about the. I've, I've, I've had several of them. Oh, I, oh, I don't. Okay, but we haven't had a recent one. No, so no. We want a recent no, one. No, I, I, so. I haven't. I haven't had a, a recent one. Um, mostly because I, I, he's one time. Um, me and his. Uh, me and little Meech's uh, uh, auntie. His mom's sister, uh, well, she got on me because she was like, every time you put something out, they lock him away. And I'm like, you know, I'm not, I'm not twisting his, we're on the phone. Oh, like he's doing something man. wrong, he's getting in trouble, they put him in, oh. You know why? Because they're like, they're like, uh, like, how the fuck are you talking to him? That's feds, right? Yeah, like, we don't have any record of your conversations, motherfucker. <laughs> what are you talking about? Right. So, yeah. so you know, he, you know, he's, he's, they, they did him real dirty one time, and like they put him in solitary, man. Like they were trying to break him. They were trying to make him go go crazy. So the next time I got a chance to to do that, we had to do it by way of the real phone system, whatever. And I released that one years after I did it. I released it because still. Even though it was through the, you can hear it say this call is from so and so. But even though it's it's still like they don't like that he gets the level of attention attention that he does because it gives him influence. You know what I'm saying? And so that's why I like to isolate him, keep him around from people, even corrections officers, because it gives him influence with them. Do you think you right? ever, do you think you ever get a chance to do another convo like that with him? I mean, I could. I, oh, you I just, do, you I just, I just, you know, I don't, I don't want to be, you know, he's highly scrutinized. I don't want to be on those calls. I don't want to be like scrutinized like that. You know what I mean? I, I don't want. You know what I mean? Like, do you like they the, on him? Now, do you like the show? Well, I love it. So let me say something else. You just put me on through. Fifty, no disrespect. I apologize, Fifty. I said, I see you did your deal over because they put all the stuff out. I said twenty mil. Kavara looked at me like I was crazy. He said, 20 mil. Yeah, this kid has destroyed the game. He's Way crazy. more than that. <laughs> they got to they got give uh, bro 100. Ghost coming bro. back. Forces coming back. Man, it, they, uh, at first, he was leaving shit, it. He was leaving other, it. Shit, other shit that y'all don't even know about. Now, this kid's special. Yeah, other shit that he's working on, y'all don't even know about. Oh, no, no, I know he's a monster. Yeah. Monster. Yeah, yeah, um, so. The only thing about 50, I was picking around about Ron's from Queens. He said, gee, he almost got there. Killed his mother. He even shot him. I feel like he's so mad still. He just gets petty. No, he's a little know. petty sometimes. And 50, I'm a but big. he does. Like he he plays the petty game. And Ron's here from Queens. His mother he got killed. The petty game. He, he got shot nine game. times, Gary. No, everybody doubted him. He killed the game. He might be a little petty. Ron said. Ron hate when they tell me. He told Ron said Queens guys are sensitive. He's, I'm he's, from Queens. So, <laughs> so, so when <laughs> when he when he got the um when he got the uh when he when he assimilated the the forty eight right.
Okay. There were things that I'm sure he picked up in there that seemed uh, natural to him. And by picking up this, this, this tone and seeing things in there that like resonated with him on a, on a core level, I bet he was like, yeah, I, I'm not crazy and I'm not wrong. Like, if a person rises up against me, then, it, and they are not uh, thorough in their undoing of me, they deserve me to come back and completely, totally annihilate them. My mother taught me that as a child. She said, you get rid of your enemy and all remnants of him. Kavari, he stopped being somebody's friend who couldn't read at that time. I'm sure uh, Mayweather could read now, but back then they were supposed to be friends. Mayweather couldn't read. Here you go. <laughs> Here you go. He owns skyscrapers in there. Kavari, you didn't hear that? I'm not saying he can't read now. But he, they broke up his friend. They were really best friends. Apparently, he count though. <laughs> well, I think he got people smart with the sign of the check. You better sign this. You're gonna get rich. Sign this right now. So, what would be your dream? What would be your shut up, Kirk? What would be your dream interview if you could get? Because it's hard. Because my dream interview between me and you, and these are people I know, you're gonna think I'm crazy. Gangsters, though, because you've done oh, impeccable that. gangsters. You've done Peter Shoe. You've done Mecca. These are all your personal friends, so it's no big deal. But to the rest of the world, it is a big deal. You've done only reputable stand-up, loose sims, etc., etc., etc. If you could get a guy, I know who I would want you to get. I know who you would get. I, think I, I know who I would want you to get. Are you think you would get? But he stands for everything you don't believe in, but he's a monster. Dude. Who? He's a cold-blooded killer. Who? Sammy the Bull. I would love to see him. He wouldn't do it though, because he wouldn't I interview would a And that's why I just said to you, you now, wouldn't do it. Because it would just stand thing, for. This is the thing, like this is the thing, bro. Would you stand? I, um, I I'm not enamored by that because okay. that is what I come from. Okay. You know what I'm saying? One of the reasons that I I present the way that I do, speak and, and behave the way that I do, is because I come from that. I grew up in my house with that. Y'all might think that shit is cute or whatever, whatever, but when you live with it, you don't think so. Mm -hmm. When you don't know who might do what when, and that's your condition as a child growing up, you don't think it's nothing cute. You want to be anything other than that, right? So I, that's how me and Trevor became so close friends, because I was able to access a world that I knew nothing about. Regular people. Right. You understand? So um, I don't have any... I mean, I do, but because I know I'm going to, I ain't gonna say. Okay. <laughs> and I got two in my brain that I know I can. Wait, wait, wait! Don Fisher, all day, all day. That's my, that's my, my, my cousin Rhonda. Uh, that's her father. That I would love uh, he, to see. He and my father, that. from from what I from what I'm talking, he, he was killed in the jail when I was a kid. He murdered. Um, I would call them. A um, him, him and my father were very close. Somebody uh, wow. told me not too long. He said, yeah, yeah, "Yeah, your pops and dad were very close with her." But he's my my um, my cousin Rhonda's dad, right? I don't know about that. Um, I've been waiting for him to come home. I, I've had uh, three of. He's an excellent writer. I've had three of his manuscripts. One is about Puff's dad. Right. Yeah, it's kind of more of a script, yeah, 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 yeah. but he has one called Vicious Vicious Cycle, Vicious wow. Circle, that is fucking phenomenal, and I would love to sit down and talk to him. See, the guys of that era, mm. that's the era that gave way to me. Mm. Um, you know, the guys that came up with me, the way I was raised by the people I come from, I was told from very young, don't bother to remember the names of these guys. 
who would be your peer group. Don't bother remembering their names. They're not going to be around long enough for it to matter. Mm. Wow. I was told that verbatim. Ooh. Right? And then I lived to experience the reality of it. Fact. These motherfuckers had four hot summers at best. Mm. They went away forever. We talked about that, Ron. We named it no names. So four years of getting money, then you got 20 fucking years. Mm. You know? And prior to the internet, when you went away for 20 years, that was it. You were forgotten. Puff, gone, gone. If it weren't for the internet, they would have buried the memory and legend of Big Meech. The internet made that impossible. Uh, the way that we talked about at the beginning of this, the way that hip hop culture has right. assimilated everything that is representative of that. That's I think on Big Meech. If it wasn't yeah. like if it wasn't for Big that Meech, being a part Larry of culture. Moore. Yeah. Then, then Big Meech would have slipped into obscurity and been replaced in the minds of the street fans by the next guy who climbed to the top of the building. Right. Speaking of Big Meech, how did you get on the big on the BMF docu series as a narrator? It seems like you are well respected when it comes, as you should be, to the street politics, the street rules, and the streets. And it seems like everybody's coming to get you as they should to commentate on this street stuff. Everybody from Al Prophet, who I love his content. I love his content. Man, so you, if you haven't seen his documentaries, man. Man, you really, I, I you love really his dig content. this street shit. Al is the only one that gives you historical context. Mm. See, everybody else does these things as though these conditions started with some black dude who picked up a package here in, in, in America. Nope. Al lets you know that it was people who don't look like us in places far away who had, unlike the guys here, I never picked up a package and was like, yes, I'm going to sell this heroin and poison thousands of people. <laughs> Make money. But these motherfuckers did because they, unlike us, had the education and the historical context to understand what the impact of what they were going to do, which was proliferate this shit across the goddamn country, planet. Wow. They understood what the impact would be. All we knew was we're going to get some money and buy some shit and, and live fun and have fun. They understood the real impact of it. And they were the ones who uh, facilitated the shipping and the transportation and the production and the growing, they're the ones that, and Al's the only person that tells you who they were by name. Wow. And what part they played by name. Klaus Barbie. Motherfuckers never heard of Klaus Barbie before him. I had because I was made to read the books as a kid. But no, motherfuckers didn't know who Klaus Barbie was. <laughs> I'm gonna look into Klaus Barbie tonight and tomorrow. All you gotta do is, is get, get all you gotta do is get uh uh um White Powder, Black Power. That's a documentary right yep. now. Mom, yep. and that's fine. That that documentary is fine. That more than we good. This is for me, so I stopped hustling <laughs> in 99. All my friends are hardworking guys. I'm not, they don't do that, which is not, I was in private, but when I got caught, I was actually happy because, and I'm not judging, but this is me. How can I think I'm the man when I'm selling something that's hurting all my peoples and gaining benefit from it? And I got to that point I said, yo, I said for me, I ain't talking about the weddings, I don't care, I know niggas get money, you my friend, I don't care. 
But I got peace with myself when I stopped. That's the point I was trying to tell you. Yeah, I mean, you know, I can relate. I did too, right? I got peace with myself. Right. And so this is this is the thing. When I stopped, yeah, I didn't stop because you know there weren't um, fifty things coming next week because they were. Yeah, no, they don't stop. They don't right. stop. Um, um, I I stopped because I was thoroughly tired. Yeah, right. Me too. I told you, Ron, I was tired. Frank, you told me I was tired. Frank, Frank and I, I wasn't was just tired for tired. me. I was, because I was born into it, that meant that all the shit that my mother in that generation dealt with, that I was there because I'm in the home, I'm, I'm all the, the, the things that are impacting them, I'm being impacted by, by proximity. Then the generation that came after them, which were my siblings who were 14 and 16 years older than me, right? Now, I'm, I'm dealing with the, with that impact, I'm, I'm watching that go down. You know, my sister, you know, shooting my uh, mother's youngest brother the top of his fucking head while he slept because she slapped him over her whacking a fucking package. You know what I mean? Um, you know, my mother killing her husband because he tried to leave with a half a million dollars of their money for some some woman. You know what I mean? Like, but uh, he he was just hugging me and and loving me. You know, just a day before. You know what I mean? Like. Like and th- and that's just you know a couple of instances I dealt with 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 the impact of that existence, which is why I didn't feel the need in my career to run around like look at me I'm doing it oh I'm that I'm this I'm that I didn't because I, I I wasn't allowed to um, develop an idea of uh, some romantic fantastical idea about how cool his life was. I, I didn't, I wasn't allowed that. I was showed the bitter fucking bones of this bullshit from its beginnings. Yeah, so there was no fantasy for me. There was no, I'm just these clothes and this, and this jewelry and this car. I, I was never allowed that. Amen. So by the time I got to that point, motherfucker, I was thoroughly motherfucking tired. Three generations, the streets had had enough of my motherfucking blood and bones. I wasn't gonna give him another. Beautiful. That's it. I, I got one more for you. Killed that. You killed that. That's how I felt. Thank you. Um, this, this is the one more thing I need to ask. Is Ron asked a question, but I want the people to know and just be clear. How did they find you for that Meech documentary? I'm gonna look at that too when I go home, not tomorrow. Yeah, no doubt. So I'm gonna do Cisco Kid to, to the blood to the blowing money, money, the blowing money fast documentary on stars, right? So if you haven't seen the blowing money fast documentary on stars. Um, that is uh, the documentary. Uh, shout out to David Iverson, you know, um, the, the producer of that, uh, that that joint, whatever. Um, so, Meech contacted mom, which is Miss Lucille, his mom, and she contacted me and said, uh, Meech wants you to participate in this in this documentary. Oh, he Yes. Oh God. So I got involved because Meech asked me. Just do Meech. Just do Meech. Wow. Man. He's special. He's going to come home and win because he's doing the right thing. Yes, his son is. is an actor now. Look oh, just like him. Oh, and, and he got other, like, this is not all that he's You told me he got some things coming. Yeah, he got, he, he's already got some other stuff. Over 50 only. Only 50. Um, I don't know the other projects of 50s. It's other projects, the acting, acting jobs. His son? Yes. Oh, okay, his son. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great, man. So, as promised... I, this, this is a great show. Again, you always special. You talk your shit. I love it. You real. You passionate like me. Part two, Kavario done. It's gonna be way more. Thank you for coming. I love you, Big Fit Gary. Show appreciate you. We love you, man. Thank you. Thank you.
got his, now he got to do his strongman dance. Well, I don't. Actually, I don't. I pissed on myself. And I was in the bathroom. They picked on. I was so embarrassed. If you know, I don't drink that much. I never drink. 